welcome to another episode of the Mash Those Buttons MASHcast. I am Jarrett, and I am here with Games Industry Public Defender and the Scourge of Ironforge, Nick Zalankiewicz. You know, I don't know what exactly I'm defending this week, because... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about stuff, but I don't know if there's any if we have anything like we're attacking stuff this week. We're just more commenting, so I, I feel like I I can lower my shield for now. That's a safe bet. I'm pretty sure maybe we'll bump heads before the end of this podcast. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yes, uh, Joel Couture, ally from the Great White North, still not here. Three episodes into the season, where is Joel Couture? He's ducking me. He does not want. He doesn't want none of this. Because he knows I'll, I'll rip him to shreds about that that uh, that randomly generated content article that he put up like a what a good like month ago now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, nah, I don't know. I, 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 my claws are out. I'm ready to go. That's where I'm. I'm gonna have to shield bash him, and he he doesn't want none of that. He is hiding. He is openly hiding. Oh. So basically, you're saying that he don't he don't want it. He don't want it. Nope. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Next week when he's supposed to be back, I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to have some fun with that. It's the great, he's from the great yellow north because he's yellow because he's a coward. <laughs> I hope he listens to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he does. I hope he gets a chance to listen. You're calling him a yellow belly. I am. I am. The gauntlet is down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, everybody knows this is E3 week. Uh, a week from the last, you know, since with the way the last few years went, a week that I was not looking forward to, to be honest with you, I was not looking forward to E3. I just thought it was going to be the decline we've been seeing over the last few years. But surprisingly, this was the best E3 we've had in quite some time, I think. Yeah, it was, it was. I don't know. I, I I think it was solid all around. Like, I mean, last year last year's Microsoft conference and Sony's reaction was just hilarious. Like that, like like the the, the split between those two is, is going to live in gaming infamy forever. And I don't think I don't think we quite got anything this year on that level of ineptitude. I mean, there's there's a few flubs here and there, and we'll get to them. But um, overall, I think everybody kind of came out and you know. It was just pretty straightforward. It's like, these are the games we're putting out next year. And there really wasn't a lot more to it than that, which sometimes that's how it should be. Well, I think the, <laughs> the thing that made Sony's conference so great last year was how bad Microsoft's conference was. That's what really made Sony's conference great. And the little jabs that they put in there, you know, you know, we're coming in that. Three ninety nine, ninety nine, and this is how you share games between friends, you know, camera not included, <laughs> you well, know, they, stuff like that. They, 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 I mean, and that's the thing. Like, they still, they still had some of those jabs this year, but they were a lot. They were much. They were, they were very soft because they really, they had nothing to attack them on. And I, I almost wonder. Like, I guess every E three, it's always the same pattern. Like. Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo. Like, I almost feel like, I feel like maybe like a month before E3, they should like have some kind of like coin flipping ceremony between <laughs> like Sony and Microsoft so we can see like who gets to go first or they should like alternate each year because I feel like if, if like 
to see Sony like so blatantly react to Microsoft last year, like I, I would have liked to have seen like what so, like what Sony would do like if Microsoft didn't go first. And and I mean this year, I mean it's not to say that they really reacted; they had a lot to react to. But maybe Microsoft could have done stuff in re- response to what Sony did, and and we don't we're denied that opportunity. <laughs> that that be it'd be like you know Eight Mile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll let this chump go first. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. But yeah, so I, I, the one jab I did catch from Sony when they when they were talking about the PlayStation camera and saying, you know, we we've always made the camera optional. Is yes, what he said. Yes, that's that's you what know, he, he said. We've made the camera optional from the beginning. Yeah, that's yes. what he said. And I was like, oh, staff sticking moves, sticking move. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, they were they were on their toes, but they were on their toes. But, but um. We're going to get to Sony. We're going to get to Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, of course. But I wanted to start with EA, actually with Ubisoft first, and then go into EA, because those two are going to be the shortest. Yes. Okay. Now, I will say, I don't think anyone had a bad conference. And surprisingly, well, I'll, 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 say, I'll start with it like this. We're doing Ubisoft first, because I think it's, it was the worst out of all the conferences. I, I, don't said, think, I don't think you should say worst. I think you should say weakest. Like worst, kind of like denotes like they were actively bad. Like I think weakest, it just it's it's com- more comparative. Okay, I, I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like they weren't they weren't terrible. They just weren't they they they, they weren't as good as the others. That's all you're saying. Yeah, it was the weakest. I would say it was definitely the weakest out of all the conferences, um, or out of all the media briefings. Um, but Ubisoft did not care like it was almost like they didn't care because they came out cursing and <laughs> like not just not giving a fuck well like, it, was, and, it was funny because i saw something too like it was like aisha tyler curses like a sailor i think she only dropped like one or two profanities there was the one producer and i can't remember who he was he came out like after the first trailer and he started dropping the f bomb. oh yeah he did he was like <laughs> yeah so we put you on this bus and you go to the armed uh you go, you go to the armed border and then you're fucked after that. That's how you started the show. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, okay, here we go. Yeah, and then we're she working, did. We're working blue. And she was kind of like, in, like, her bloopers, like, usually bloopers are bad, you know, like the whole Mr. Caffeine thing, and so, you know, and the Tobuscus thing from, I don't know if oh, it was yeah, last yeah, year yeah, or yeah, the year yeah. before that. Well, I, but, I, uh, I like, but, I like oh, that they ahead. didn't put her with anybody this year. Yeah, they didn't, which is great. But like her, like her, you know, messing up words and stuff like that. That was that. That seemed pretty genuine, yeah. you know. And her reaction after the last trailer seemed pretty genuine, yeah. Um. So yeah, like it was stuff was messing up. And actually, it was funny because after they finished the the first trailer, which was um, it was Far, Far Cry Four, by the way. I was like, is that smoke on the screen, or is there actually smoke on the stage? And I'm like, that's gonna be a problem. Because there was a lot of smoke on the stage, and she comes out, and that's one of the first things she talk of, talks about. And then she makes fun of the people in the back of the, uh, the back of the arena, which is pretty funny. Yeah, says, "Oh, the only people laughing are the people in the back," which means you relate. <laughs> <laughs> that was she's, pretty funny. She's good, though. I mean, she, she, she's not. She, I mean, she's she's willing to sort of like, like she doesn't take like guff from anybody. 
but she doesn't like act like she's better than the games and but she does put people down kind of when they need to be put down but she and she seems like she's generally excited for stuff when things get excited so i think she she's she's probably one of the best celebrity hosts they've had and i mean that's one of the reasons why she's been back for three years. i think she's one of the best celebrity hosts period out of all yeah. the media briefings out of not just celebrity hosts but host period out of all the media briefings because i actually like her i don't i don't mind hearing her talk or anything like that i've never been like get off the stage show the game i don't mind when she's on stage but still under unfortunately because of ubisoft's showing i think they still have the weakest show yeah one one thing I do want to say though I did like her shirt it was the it said girl boner or had a girl and a a bone which was a reference to last year when she said one of the games gave her a girl boner. Oh really? I didn't see that. It's, that was very subtle and I liked that. Yeah, she was in Watch Dogs. That's mm-hmm. what she was referencing. She was yeah, in Watch Dogs. Yeah, they talked about that twice. So yeah, she, she was in one mission, but she didn't even do anything. Like you just you you, you like you walk into this building and she's there. And she's talking to somebody. Did her model walk like a man? No, her model doesn't move. <laughs> well, that's one way to save on your animation budget. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we'll get to that later. Yeah. So, as we mentioned, the first thing that uh, that they showed was Far Cry 4, which they didn't even really show any gameplay. They just showed the first five minutes of the game, which I don't know if they were going for shock value or something. But I think that kind of fell flat. Like, the guy is riding on the bus, hands somebody else's passport, guy puts something in the passport, then all hell breaks loose when they start shooting up his bus, and this guy comes on a helicopter, says, hey, I didn't tell you to shoot, kills the guy with the pen, and starts talking kind of all crazy-like to the main character. And, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, they showed more gameplay at the, was it? It was Sony. I think it was Sony. It was Sony? Or was it Microsoft? No, it was it was Sony. Oh, Sony. Yeah, they showed actual gameplay at 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 Sony's booth, at that booth, but Sony's um presentation presentation, which uh, well, I guess we could talk about it now since we're already talking about Far Cry. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, it looks like Far Cry Three in a different location. Uh, the only notice, the only noticeable addition so far is the drop in co op. They have the guy on the gyrocopter oh, yeah, come yeah. in. Yeah. And, you know, he's flying the gyrocopter and shooting. Uh, and, uh, and I'm not looking for realism here, but that's, like, really? I mean, it's either <laughs> or, dude. Come on now. <laughs> but, um, well, it's not hard. You just, you don't, I'm just assuming that you're just aiming where you're pointing. Like, I mean, it can't, I don't know. It's a video game. They, did you see that they, they had an elephant take out, like, a Jeep or something? Yes, I did see like, that. Like, I mean, it's, it's. I, I mean, you know, I don't think you're, I don't think you're playing Far Cry for your for your gyroscopic realism. <laughs> that is very true. I don't know. I'm not really excited about Far Cry for nothing I've seen so far excites me about it. Far Cry Three was a different was a bit different because you kind of didn't know what was going on. Like, you know, was your character crazy or were these things actually happening? You know. And that's that's what you know you're not sure about. And in this one, it just kind of seems like you're just going around shooting shit up. You know, I'm I'm sure you have a purpose. Like you liberated that camp, they said yeah. when, when it was over. But it really doesn't. Uh, I don't know. It really like it really didn't seem that much different. Besides the wingsuit part, like you got the wingsuit, you got to fly down, and that was pretty cool. And it looked good. The guy, I'm not gonna. 
can't. There's nobody that can say that game doesn't look spectacular. It yeah. does. And the reason it's Ubisoft's best-looking game, and actually that's something I wanted to bring up, um, almost all Ubisoft games look the same to me now. They use the same engine <laughs> for Assassin's Creed that they do for Watch Dogs, that they use for all the Tom Clancy games. That and they, r- they're, they're all looking the same to me right now. That sounds racist. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Or maybe it's just Ubisoft Montreal because Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, and uh, the and what what else? The divisions are all Ubisoft Montreal. So maybe so they, that's they, why they all look French to you. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just the way the character models look and move. And well, I guess I I mean theoretically though that's probably a good thing. I mean I guess they're all probably using some variation on the same engine. So as far as you know, a lot of the gra- heavy graphics work, that's all done for them already. If the, you know, that allows them to just focus on the actual gameplay and, and the, you know, like AI and stuff like that at that point then. I wish it did. Cause it didn't look like it in watch dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it did. But, um, anyway, far cry four, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too excited for it, especially since on PC where it can really be enjoyed because it uses the Crytek engine. I mean, it's not like watch dogs with this, not th- there's a difference, but the difference between Watch Dogs on PC and Watch Dogs on PS4, um, it's noticeable, but it's not that big of a deal. The difference between, you know, what what's going to be the difference between, like, you know, full-res Crytek, uh, Crytek engine on a PC and Crytek engine on a console is going to be a big difference. And unfortunately, I know that's going to come attached with Uplay. And that sucks. That fucking sucks. <laughs> so you're saying we can look forward to all of the Steam reviews for Far Cry 4? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. But uh, yeah, so Far Cry 4, they gave the best stuff to Sony. They just kind of, I guess, wanted to get people excited for the game. Well, you know, that's you know that's one of those things about this this conve- this convention that kind of sort of like. I noticed a little bit insofar as like when you've got publishers like Ubisoft and EA where they're, they don't have like, at least it makes sense. Like, okay, like Sony and Microsoft, like this is what we're putting out for our console. You buy our console, you get this stuff, you know, but for, for like, you know, the, the publishers, like there's a lot of overlap there. And I know like Activision and we were talking about this in the, in the pre-show, like Activision, they stopped doing a convention. Like they just let their games get, accounted for at the other you know at at sony at microsoft and you know whatever they might do for nintendo and i almost kind of wonder like maybe ea and and uh you know maybe ea and and ubisoft should go that way no because they're not going to pay to have their commercials during the nba finals that's activision's game like fuck it we don't need e3 save that money put it toward the put it on the first game of football budget or put in the NBA Finals budget and just make it Call of Duty. Who gives a fuck about the rest of our games? Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes, okay? They don't even have commercials for Skylanders. How many Activision commercials do you see? You don't. Skylanders is its own commercial. You buy the game and then it tells you to buy the toys. Dude, but that's the thing. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know, dude. I don't think uh, Activision has anything to worry about right now. After. Advanced Warfare comes out, going to be a different singer, singing a different <laughs> tune. We might see them E3 2015. <laughs> Who knows? 
But um, yeah. So right after that, they went to Just Dance 2015. Nobody who listens to this show gives a fuck about that. So I'm just gonna leave that alone. Uh, the only thing I am gonna talk about quickly is this Just Dance Now thing that they have. That looked interesting. Oh yeah, Nick, you like it? You want to talk I don't know about if I like, it? No, but as, as far as a concept, it looked interesting because it was it was basically it was it's a console game without the console. You just play on your phone. This is true. And, and I think it's not so much. I'm not saying that Just Dance looked interesting. Like, no, I'm not going to be playing that. You're not going to see me at a party, like, getting on my phone, being like, hey, everybody, download the app and let's play. No, that's not happening. But I think it shows you where Ubisoft is sort of, as far as their headspace is. And this actually kind of recedes, you know, or or sort of uh, takes back what I just said a moment ago. Um, It's almost like they're like, look, we've got this game. We don't need the consoles. And this is beyond just saying, like, you know, like, we don't need, like, we'll go to PC. Like, we're just going to, like, put our game out there for whatever platforms exist and screw you guys. Like if, I mean, you know, like you could say, you know, you know, right now they're using the technology where, you know, you, you download the app and then you, everybody's synced up and they can all dance together to play a dancing game. Who's to say that, you know, like two years from now, it's not like whatever the next iteration of Assassin's Creed is where now it's like, Oh, Hey, you've got your four assassins. Everybody's got the app on their phone. So they're doing something there. Maybe they're, you know, and then they just have it somehow shown up on the big screen to kind of overlook all that. Like if they can get that past, if they, if they, if they're already in a space where they're taking their games like away from the consoles. And I know that like, just there's a huge technological difference between just dance. And Thank you, I was getting ready to, I, I was getting ready no, to big time. Saying, like, <laughs> if they're, if they're already moving in that direction, you know, it's not hard to think like they're looking at how they can do that for the other games. And so I, I, I'm, I mean, as I said, I'm not I'm not interested in what they did with Just Dance, but I th- just think the pr- the promise of that sort of what they can do with that, you know, two or three years from now to see where they go, I think that might be interesting. Look, I think for that specific series, that works because they know that Just Dance isn't for the core. They know that you know people who probably play Just Dance are big in the cell phone games. And you know, they'll 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 put on their they'll, they'll like to put it on their phone and put it on their TV if the TV is even compatible, um, because that is something that not every television can do. Um, but my, like the thing about Just Dance now, it's supposed it's supposed to have unlimited players. Like you're supposed to be able to play with people across the internet, latency free. I wanted to hear about that. Tell me about this latency free. <laughs> you know. Um, dancing that you can do via your cell phone network. I, I want to see that. And the one thing I want to say to Ubisoft, stop with the fucking acting. Please. Your acting is terrible. Ubisoft. There's a, there's this, there was a, there's a part where, you know, they came back out because they had everybody come out and do the dancing for, uh, the just dance now. So they had people on stage, they had people in the aisles, they had people in the, like the balcony, and they're like, well, who won? Oh, it's, who is it? Uh, it was like Alberta or something like that. It's like, oh, it's Alberta. And then the spotlight goes to her, and she's acting like, oh, I can't believe it was me. I won. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. That's like, <laughs> it was like, wow, that is terrible acting. Why even do that? Because I feel like you're insulting me right now. You are insulting me right now by trying to make me think that this whole thing wasn't fucking planned. Are you serious? 
It was totally planned, but I think the whole point was just to show that there is a winner. And so when you play with your friends, you can beat them and then laugh at who won and everything. And I think it was just sort of part of the process because I mean, they're all professional dancers. They've all rehearsed this. None of this is like, you know, spontaneous. It's not like all those people were like, Oh, Hey, we can download this app and play right now. Let's do that. No, this was all, yeah. None of this was original. And, and, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, I didn't was... think it that way. They were trying to pull the wool over my eyes. No, no, bamboozled. You... They tried to bamboozle me, Nick. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what exactly it's, they tried to do. It, it, it was hokey and just, 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 yeah, just move on. well the next one's thing called shape up where they're trying to gamify working out yes and i think that's a cool concept which you know i i wouldn't necessarily mind doing that but i don't see a group of friends getting together to play this game you mean you're not gonna you're not gonna have like you know contests where you're doing push-ups next to each other and i know you can watch your you know your avatar get like an elephant thrown on his back while you're doing the the (laughs) push-ups yeah that's exactly yeah no (laughs) <laughs> that's not something I'm very interested in. I don't see many gamers being interested well, in that. You know, I, I, I don't like... see I don't I don't see two guys who just you know got done binging on Mountain Dew and Doritos, as you know uh, Jeff Keeley would have you say. Uh, yes. <laughs> have you like to believe? Uh, that's, that's they should and... just keep they should just keep throwing six packs of Mountain Dew on your back as you're doing the push-ups. <laughs> yeah, I don't think those guys are gonna wanna you know do this. <laughs> I, I, I no, I, I I agree with you. I don't. I think like the two player functionality well ex- exists. It's it's there because they could do it. It's not so much there like that's the selling point. I think right. really the selling point is that you can play against your ghost. I mean, in in a way, it's you know it's no different than like a racing game where you're racing against your ghost there. Except now it's actually like oh hey like you know I did 26 pushups that one day and I did them in like you know 30 seconds or whatever. Let me see how many I can do how quickly now. Like it's that same sort of it's the same sort of mentality that's going to have you like keeps racing over and over again to beat your, re- your record. Now they're, they're applying that same psychology to, to, to working out. And so, I mean, if you want, I think as far as like, if you if you buy this thinking like this will help me get in shape and assuming the exercises are accurate and, you know, not the kind of stuff that's like, you know, like actually bad for you, like, you know, risk muscle injury and stuff, but assuming that the exercises are valid and, and, you know, it, it puts you in that mentality of like competing against yourself I think yeah, I think that's effective. But I think you have to approach this. It's 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 gamified exercise. It's not a game in its own right. It's not straight up exercise. Like it's it's some kind of hybrid. And but, you know, hey, it, it beats sitting on your couch all day if it gets you off that for a little bit. Yeah, this is also another one where they tried to act like people were actually doing something. You mean no... they weren't actually doing push-ups? Well, no, I'm sorry. Well. The uh, there was a portion of that was recorded. That was recorded. First of all, the dude from America cheated. The guy from America won. He wasn't doing full push-ups, pussy. Yeah, so what? that's yeah. the American way. You do exactly <laughs> enough of a push-up to get counted as a push-up. No, he was. His arms weren't even going to ninety degrees. That I, I bet you he would have passed the presidential fitness test. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> like he, his arms weren't even going to ninety degrees. I'm just looking at. I, I was as somebody who goes to the gym. I was looking. At, I was like, look at that. No gains. But no gains, it ever. It's not, about the gains. it's not about the gains. It's about beating that other guy. That's all that mattered. He beat the friend. Yeah, the other guy was doing full push-ups. He was <laughs> actually getting tired, and he was like, Yo, and I he thought lost. Was... Yeah, he lost. He was like, look, that's the last time I played fair. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, because this is how I knew, because if you look at what was happening on screen versus what was happening with them, like on screen, the American guy was doing full push-ups. 
but off like went off side of the screen. He wasn't. The biggest one was the guy who was playing a little piano game. Oh yeah, he was he was out of sync like the whole time. There, and, I th- and then I noticed that his hand movements were off. On top of that, yeah. So I'm like, yo, like, why are you even doing that? Now I know at the press conference itself, it probably wasn't noticeable for the people who were there because they were either looking at the screen or looking at the dude. But since we have the best view in the house, yeah. we get to look at the, the camera angle that shows the dude and the screen. And it just fucks up the reality. Once again, Ubisoft trying to bamboozle me. Hoodwinked. <laughs> well, cl- clearly, when you buy the game, it's not going to work. Clearly. <laughs> so, yeah. No, but they, I, I get it. They're making that point. It, it, it came across just fine. I mean, it, it seems interesting. I'm curious. I'm curious to see how it goes. Because it doesn't... Because, you know, Zumba Fitness and those other fitness apps, really, they don't necessarily target gamers. They target people who are into fitness. You know, like, I know people who bought Wii's when Wii, when the Wii Fitness came out and they enjoyed it. Uh, but this one specifically targets gamers, and they're like, X or what? <laughs> you know? And so, um, that's, that's the thing. I, mean, I think most gamers who do actually exercise do it, use different methods. Like, they either go running or they go to the gym. But they're not necessarily looking to have a game to exercise at home with. It's I, I don't know. It's no different than like going out and buying the Zumba DVDs or something. Like it's it's you're gonna put it on, you'll do it. Like that's your exercise routine. But it's that's not. What that's what I'm saying. Like people who do that stuff, that's who Zumba Fitness and We Fit and yeah. Connect Fit are for. Those people. But I think it's it's they're just trying to make this more palatable palatable for them. Like you know, maybe you bought your Zumba Fitness, you did it once or twice, and now you never put it back in. And so now maybe this this way because it's so gamified, because there's an element of fun to it uh, and some irre- irreverence, maybe it'll it'll kind of keep you coming back more often than it otherwise might. Maybe maybe. I don't know. All right, so after that, I think what, what was it? Valiant Hearts after that? Well, Valiant Hearts. No, I think it was the division after that. But Valiant Hearts. I mean, we didn't really see any gameplay. Like it's because, I, to my knowledge, that game was a point-and-click adventure. Is it? Yeah, I think it's like point-and-click. That was the saddest. Like watching that, like the little dog going around with the, 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 the all the people dying in the war. Like that was that was the saddest trailer. I don't want to play. It was. I don't want to play that game because like it's gonna make me cry. I, I saw the, it on. Steam. I don't want the feels. I saw it on Steam pre-order a few weeks ago and. I do believe it's like a point and click or something to that effect. Like there's no action there really. Um, and I'm curious to see what it's like. It's, it, it seems pretty interesting. Like it's supposed to, from my, to, to my understanding, it's supposed to, it's based off of letters yeah. that soldiers sent in World War One, And so it's going to have that vibe to it. Yeah. It's not supposed to make you feel anything except shitty. Probably. Yeah. So, but Valiant Hearts looks interesting, and it uses the U, like the UB, what's it called? The UB Art. There it is, UB Art Engine. Ubisoft has two engines, as far as I'm concerned. The 3D one, whatever the fuck they call that, and then they have the UB Art. And UB Art is incredible. It looked, it looked good. I mean, it was nice, cartoony kind of style. Yeah, it but... looks incredible. Actually, quick side note. On the Xbox, I think it's the Xbox, it might be the PS4. One of the, actually the Xbox One or the PS4, they are getting an indie game that looks like an old 19, like 40s or 50s cartoon. Did you see that? 
It looked, I mean, when I say it looks like oh, it, yes. it looks authentic, yes. I was yes. like, wow. Yes. They showed it, they showed it, it for like, like two seconds. It like Cuphead or something. Yeah, they showed it for like two seconds. I was like, holy shit, that looks just like, that looks like a, like, yeah. like an old, you know, like an old Mickey Mouse cartoon. I, I don't want to say Steamboat Willie because I was black and white, but yes. it has it, that feel to it. Yeah, it's Cuphead. Dude, I was like, wow, that's, that is incredible. But I don't want to get off topic from Ubisoft. So they showed the division, and they actually didn't show it. They showed more gameplay. Who was that? They, well, at Sony, they showed more gameplay for the division at Sony. Yes. Um, but the division right now looks like looks like it's supposed to be about, I guess, recuperating from this this epidemic and taking back the city, supposedly. Yeah, but I'll be honest with you, dude. After Watch Dogs, I can't believe anything Ubisoft has to say about story. <laughs> yeah, like my mouth was crooked the whole time I was watching that that trail. <laughs> mouth was crooked. Like, uh, nah, fuck that. That game, it's gonna be another revenge story. Guy's gonna be the story's gonna be about that guy, and you know. <laughs> well, see, they're, they're just taking the greater story of the world, but they're personalizing it. Nah, like I mean, I would totally be down with a, a game that's like, yo, like we have, as a human, as a race, we need to, the human race that is, <laughs> but like yeah, as, as a race, we need to uh, come together and retake the city from these bad guys, like get rid of these divisions. But it means so much more if the bad guys also killed your daughter. <laughs> no, Nick, we don't need that. That's like that's exactly what Watchdog didn't need. Watchdogs didn't need a, a personal hook of the guy's niece dying, or the you know his his uh his sister getting kidnapped. Did not need that at all. We'll get into Watchdogs another yeah, time. We're getting off topic. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so it showed the division, and I can't believe anything Ubisoft says about tra- you know about story. After Watch Dogs, it's kind of like, it's like the Dead Island effect, you know what I'm saying? Like where they had that trailer that portrayed the game in one way, yes. But then you played Dead Island, it's like, what the fuck is this? It was <laughs> it was the same thing when I played Watch Dogs. Now that that's well, led into the division, but, but that actually went kind of backwards because like Dead Island made it seem like it was going to be about that family, and or then... at least or at least dramatic or yeah something at a personal level. And Dead Island was not. When, when as soon as I when I loaded up Dead Island and I saw that one of the characters was just was a rapper, I was like, <laughs> you know what? I think I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> but, um, so they showed the crew after that, which they, um, one of the missions apparently in the crew is to go from Miami to Los Angeles, but apparently on your route you have to go to New York. What? Yeah, you think you did, that was one of the routes. I was like, you went like, I, and actually in the in the trailer, I saw like the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, I think it was the Brooklyn Bridge, but yeah, I think yeah. And so I saw Brooklyn Bridge. Was like, why are they showing New York? Because the trailer says Miami to Los Angeles. Who goes to New York when they're going from Miami to Los Angeles? But apparently, the thing is, you're supposed to. It's supposed to be seamless. Like you're supposed to be able to go from coast to coast without loading. Um, which is cool. But the whole trip is supposed to take about two hours. That doesn't make sense. Two hours worth of driving. And it's supposed to get you from one well, coast to the well, other. Well, well, first off, one, like, what the hell do they have you doing for those two hours? Like, I've driven from 
you know, from New basically you know, New Jersey to Georgia, which is basically New York to Miami. Um, that takes about twelve hours. That's not at all exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so like I mean, like, I'm very confused by this game because on the one hand, like, it's like, what do they, like, how, like, because I mean, it seemed very detailed what they were showing. And so is it just that the cities are detailed and then it's like, oh, now you're on a highway for like 15 minutes and then up oh, now you're in New York. Like, the map is going to be super weird. Like, the way that they're talking about it, it almost sounds like they have the entire U.S. highway system mapped into the game, but they can't because otherwise, like, you'd be spending days literally just fake driving <laughs> yeah exactly even two hours worth of fake driving is a lot of fake yeah. driving <laughs> i'm curious to see how how that does work together you know what i'm saying and th another thing is like once you're in the actual cities how big are these cities you know like are we talking about like watchdog city big or are we talking smaller than that where you can be in Los Angeles and then five minutes later you're in San Diego. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I mean, I guess one thing, like, I guess the cars are going super fast. So, I mean, the straight up, like, 12-hour comparison, like, I'm, you know, doing, like, five miles over the limit, maybe ten miles over the limit. The cars there are probably doing, like, let's even, let's say 200 miles an hour, right? That's, like, realistic for a video game. Sure. So that might knock some of the time off, but still, yeah, like, I don't know, like, there, there, something, there, there's some breakdown between what they're saying that they're doing and what they're actually capable of doing, and there's got to be a shortcut somewhere, and we don't see it yet. Right. So, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I, I'm all in the driving game, so I'm not going to poo-poo it yet, but we'll see. I'd like to, I, I'm looking forward, like, to see, like, what's it like to, like, drive through the Rockies or something? Like, how's that going to work? Yeah, they actually showed you driving through snow. And that's another thing. If you have, like, a sports car like they were showing, you know, in that video, there's no way you're driving on the off-road terrain. No. Or the snowy terrain. No, no you're flying way. off that mountain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with that. Uh, they also showed more Assassin's Creed Unity. They showed Assassin's Creed Unity at, was it Microsoft? Yes. Yeah, the Microsoft conference. And they focused on the co-op. Yes. They focused on the co-op, um, which was uh, – I'm, I'm not interested in it at all. I do not anticipate in ever bringing anybody into my Assassin's Creed game. Because you're ever. a good assassin. You don't need no help. I don't need no help. I lead. I lead assassins. I create brotherhoods. That's what I do. But uh, what would be cool is if you could control the other assassins GTA style. And the single player. That would be awesome. That The way GTA handles multiple characters should set a bar throughout the industry. And that should be something that op other open world games look into. Because that would be fucking hot. But that would be the only reason I'd be interested in multiple assassins. Or you can go back to like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. The way they handle multiple assassins. And calling your brotherhood down to kill certain people. You know? Uh, but... Yeah, so you just drop in, drop out co-op, and all the assassins are male, which we'll get to that. <laughs> um, and all the assassins, it's not just like they're assassins from your brotherhood, they're all the same guy. Yeah. They're I all think, Arno. Well, I think the way it works is when, you, when you're when you playing, 
you see yourself as Arno and the other three are kind of skinned however. So like you don't it's not like you look and you see, oh, you look the other guy looks just like me. Like, no, you see whatever his skin is supposed to be, but you see yourself as Arno. So it's it, so your experience is it's you're always Arno working with three other guys, even though technically all four of those guys are Arno. Yeah, either way you're all Arno. Yes. <laughs> um one thing I did notice that is gonna be interesting is that missions are like quests now. Uh, instead of like going into a mission and then it locks you into that mission, you have to do something. You could pick up other missions like quests. Like he was on a mission to kill somebody already. He was on that mission, and then he went by, and other missions were popping up. Like catch this thief, kill this murderer, uh, you know, find this thing. And he accepted one of the missions, and it went into his quest log. So they may be making it even more open world than it is now. That was where he like he walked into the house or something, and they then they were like, "Help me!" And he was like, "I'll be back" or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. okay. The only thing that that's gonna get annoying with that is when you have quests like that, it means you have to return to the quest giver. I'm not a huge fan of that. But I'm curious to see how it's gonna play out because you're gonna have to go do something and then come back. What that what that usually happens with me when that happens is I usually go do everything in the area and then go back and just get a shit ton of experience. Yes. Which uh, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. If, if if you're talking quests, I'm pretty sure we're talking XP now. I just thought of that just now. <laughs> yeah, we were probably talking XP now. So it's like so. Assassin's Creed, the role-playing game. Yeah. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, the role-playing game. Uh, once again, the AI doesn't look very smart. Um, like he, when he was sneaking past the boxes, I was like, "Wow, the AI should totally be able to see him yes. right now." Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was like hiding behind a table, and like, yeah, you could totally like his sword was sticking out. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I don't know if it's that they were smart. Everybody just had bad eyesight. <laughs> like, yeah, like he totally should have been spotted. Like he wasn't like good at hiding. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, yeah, and the guy playing sucked. He sucked that when he was fighting, I'm like, yo, you're bad at this game. Aren't you making it? <laughs> like, yo, he was that, the dude with the with the spear. He was wailing on him. And he was doing stupid shit, like trying to attack first. Hello, it's Assassin's Creed. They attack first, you counter. He's... That's how every interaction goes. Yeah, but maybe the AI is set to wait just like you are, and he didn't want to just be stuck in a standoff in front of everybody. No, so he had to attack I, and make everybody look stupid. I strongly disagree, because every time he swung before the other guy swung, the guy punished him for it, which is just like every other Assassin's Creed. By the way, still no blocking from what I can see. I don't understand why why Ubisoft took blocking out of Assassin's Creed. It was a bad move. It was a really bad move to take out blocking. Such a basic fighting technique if if that that guy's so bad though maybe he just didn't know where the block button was i just think he sucked at the game (laughs) anyway it looks like you can wall run a little bit and there's lots of crowds lots of crowds going on so um i'm really glad the giant architecture is back like from assassin's creed 2 we haven't had that since brotherhood we haven't had giant architecture since like, like that since brotherhood and to be honest with you I'll say the architecture was a bit bigger in Assassin's Creed 2 rather than Brotherhood. 
um, with, with the exception of the uh, uh, of the uh, the the DeBorges Castle or wherever they were hiding. So, well, yeah, think, I'm, I want to say what I, I think I heard that they're gonna have like a one-to-one scale replica of uh, the Cathedral of Notre Dame, or Notre oh, Dame. Yeah. So that's yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be neat to see. Huh. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. So Assassin's Creed, I mean, it looks interesting. There was some 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 kick up about the fact that there are no female assassins. Yes. There was uh <laughs> I, 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 maybe I'm insensitive, but to me it was a non-issue. Uh especially since they explained that everybody's Arno. Yes. That's but... why that's why all the assassins are male. But the thing is, the the argument as it goes, if it, to sort of get to the ultimate reduction of it, is that that's still no excuse that you should have planned your multiplayer a little bit better to include for the the possibility if you're going to have like a team working together. That it's 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 sort of it's just the general. There's not enough women in games, and you had an opportunity to put women in here, um, and you didn't take that, and you're a bad person for it. Well, I think one of the big problems was the way they originally responded to it. Yes, that was that also did not help. By saying, well, it, it's, it's a reality of game development. We didn't have the resources to do it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then immediately people started kicking back, well, what what's up with, you know, the chick from Assassin's Creed Liberation? They have female assassins in multiplayer, uh, you know. So, you know, people started kicking back, oh, which is, which is 100% true. They have female assassins, even in Brotherhood, and in Revelations, they have female assassins. Um, they have female assassins that you could pick up or that you can put into your group. Now, I think the difference is that they really aren't playable. Those, well, actually, no. I'm sorry, the multiplayer females are, but there's no dialogue with females with the female multiplayer characters. Uh, they pretty much move exactly the same as the male characters in the game, so they probably just put them on the same skeleton and just changed the texture or the skin. That was it. Whereas if, you know, with this in co-op, which, you know, it's supposed it's a bit more deeper integration, because uh, it's still going along with the main story, I think they would have, they, 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 at least they would have to feel that they needed to, do, needed to do more with the character. Like, you know, completely do redo mocap for her. Uh, of course, redo her lines so that she could talk, you know, stuff like that. So it's a, it's a bit different, and even the dev community is going back and forth. You have a lot of devs saying, "Well, it, it's not that expensive. Ubisoft is just, you know, making excuses." And some other devs are like, "Oh, fuck yeah, it's expensive." I so. think I think the issue again is is regardless of how expensive it is, I think it's it's something that at the outlay when you're originally like designing the game, you 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 make the decision at that point to put that in, and then you can allocate the resources later. Um, you know, and 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 you know, ultimately, if if like you know, you decide later on, like that's the problem. I think like later on, when you're like, oh, we should probably throw this in there. Oh, we don't really have the resources. Like at that point, you've allocated everything. It's it's not going to happen. Um, it and fun- fundamentally, I, I think it's 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 one of those things where there there's a there's a group of people who want this to be a priority. They 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 believe very strongly that you know we, they need to enc- we need to encourage women to get to the proper ratios within the game industry that's more reflective of society as a whole and you know so every opportunity that we have to do that they they want that done um 
and there there are people for whom it's not a priority and they so so anytime that they they miss that where it's again it's like if you make that a priority early on then yes it it you know it it trickles down through the game and you wind up with you know a, a gender balanced you know gender equal game um you know it's it's everybody who's not making that a priority when the end result is something that's obviously like oh hey you didn't put women in that's when you get these kerfluffles coming up um and and you know, to 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 the you know, to I guess to the credit of the people who keep sort of bringing bringing up this point, like that's what that's all they need to do is keep bringing up this point. That's what they need to do every time this happens. Kind of you know, slap them on the wrist and keep bringing it up, and eventually developers will you know, developers will learn that you know, oh hey, we we got to include this, we got to include this until it becomes secondhand. Um, and so yeah, we're gonna kind of see these things keep creeping up um, until kind of developers get on the same page. Um, ideally, in an ideal world, there would be enough women in games anyway that you know, g- you know, gender equality just kind of happens on its own. That it doesn't, we don't need to be the reminder. That's ultimately the world that these people are presumably working towards. Um, but right now, yeah, we kind of get these little brouhaha's from time to time. I'll be perfectly honest with you, and I, I might catch some shit for this, but I'd rather the devs spend that money or spend those resources, use those resources on features that actually affect gameplay rather than something that I consider extra, like, like, you know, additional playable characters. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather, like, you know, like, for example, if, if I, for, okay, perfect example. Every time I play Assassin's Creed, right, and there's a bug, I run into a bug, (laughs) I get mad that they spent time on Assassin's Creed multiplayer rather than making sure that bug didn't get into the game. Because Assassin's Creed multiplayer is completely useless to me. As far as I'm concerned, they could have scrapped Assassin's Creed multiplayer and put a female character in there for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that what I'm saying, what, I, uh, having additional playable characters or, or uh, you know different genders, is that it's, it feels like extra to me. Which is nothing wrong with it. I'm not against it, but I rather if the if the re, if the budgets are that tight, I rather see them uh, work on a like use those resources on a feature that is going to affect gameplay rather than affect you know just make some people happy. Like for example, if the female if the assassin itself was female, I would not give a fuck. I don't care. I really don't. As long as having a female in there didn't, you know, mess up the story or anything like that, I don't care. Doesn't make a difference. You well, know, that's, that's one of those things. If you plan for it early enough, you can build the story around that. But I think the the argument is that for some people, um, you know, having a female character in there is just as important, or if not more important, than gameplay. Or it's it's to them, it's an integral part of the gameplay, or at least the experience. And so, and that's where we're gonna. We're definitely gonna disagree. Not to mention, when you have a game like Assassin's Creed, part of Assassin's Creed is not necessarily being one. Of course, they're not 100% historically accurate, but it's to at least give you the feeling that this could have happened alongside history, and it's just a secret. That's kind of what they're going for. When you know, like the whole Apple of Eden thing, when they started talking about the biblical references. And what really happened because of the Apple even like it, it weaves in and out of history. Not saying that the Bible's actually history, but you know what I'm saying. Like it, it, yeah, it yeah. weaves in and out of history. And in some of these cases, like, you know, 
that era of France, uh, things weren't that great for women back then, you know, is in, in that era of France, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, but but I mean, you're right. But the narrative could be built to address that. I think it's you know, it's, I mean. Technically, none of this happened. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, like, yeah. like I'm, I'm not saying like I'm not saying like historically this is fiction. I'm saying like even within like the story universe, like you know the assassins are all a secret. So if one of them was a woman, that would all be swept under the rug anyway. But I'm saying like with Assassin's Creed, I mean you know you, you interact with uh, a lot of non-assassins. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like having the interaction, like you know, for example. In the in Assassin's Creed Two during that time period, if Seo was a woman, half like you know half the shit he did he would never get away with, you know what I'm saying because people wouldn't take him seriously, and and it breaks reality a little bit. And it's kind of actually kind of the same thing happened to me with Watch Dogs when I found out that Watch Dogs was in was actually at this point in our past. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it kind of broke. It kind of broke the embrace of the game to me because it just kind of felt silly. You see what I'm saying? Well, it's the fact like this, this guy is, is this has already happened. Like this yeah, is the, all. The, this guy is walking around with his cell phone around Chicago, hacking all this shit, and it's kind of the same thing. Like, of course, the games aren't real, but to a degree, like the, there are plot lines and things like that you could put into your game that kind of break you out of the embrace of the game. And that's not something I want to see happening. Um, but not saying, like, hey, it's not that far of a stretch. They could have put a female assassin. I'd still play the game, and I'd still probably enjoy the game. But if it works better for the narrative to have a guy there, I'd rather, you know, to me at that point, adding additional genders is an, is an extra. I think, I mean, it's one of those situations where the, the industry is still predominantly, you know, like white male dominated. Um, and I know Polygon, especially, uh, you know, they, they were raising a lot of issues. They had the article, there were more severed heads shown at E3 than there were female presenters. Um, okay. <laughs> which I mean, they're, you know, and, and I mean, you know, the, the whole, you know, they're conflating sort of the violence issue, um, but also highlighting that. And I mean, it's one of those, it's, it's sort of for the, for, for the people that, you know, are press are pressing for gender equality. Um, you know, anytime you have a large gathering of the industry like this and, and it kind of reemphasizes like, Hey, it's mostly white males. Um, it gives, you know, sort of the, you know, the minorities and you know, the, the support is the minorities, the opportunity to raise their voices and, and, you know, kind of highlight that. And so I think that's, that's what this falls out of, um, is it's just, you know, you had, you know, the, the developers say something that they could jump on. Um, and then, you know, you get, you get this kind of stuff. So it's going to keep happening. It'll happen next year. Somebody will say something probably won't be Ubisoft. Yeah, I'm sure something will happen. Uh, so, Okay. Uh, we've definitely gotten off that topic. The last thing that they showed was uh, a re- new Rainbow Six game, Rainbow Six Siege. They showed a multiplayer portion of the game, uh, which angered me, and I'll tell you why. Uh, but when I actually when I first started playing the game, I was like, "This is very Counter Strike ish." I wonder if it's a new IP, and I'm like, "Oh, it's Ubisoft. It's, it's not a U. It's not a new IP." Um, so I. <laughs> The thing that tipped me off to what type of game it was or to which game it was, uh, they scale the house. Like, basically, the, the game mode is it's it's a hostage situation. The hostage takers are inside the home. The cops are outside or SWATs outside. 
and the SWAT team has to get inside the home, get the hostage, and get out. And, you know, once they they drew plans to get inside the home, because you have to, you know, enter, so they had they they found an entryway to get into the into the house. Uh, they uh, got on the roof and then they scaled down the side of the house. And one of the characters or one of the guys turned upside down. And I was like, "Oh, it's Rainbow Six. <laughs> as soon as he turned upside down, I was like, "That's Rainbow Six. That is exactly how they're doing Rainbow Six." And I was right. It was Rainbow Six. Uh, so yeah, it was five v five. They burst in the house, killed one of the other, killed one of the characters. Uh, then they have a couple of gunfights. They destroyed that house, dude. Yes. They, they absolutely destroyed that house. The thing that pissed, there's two points that pissed me off. Nothing about the gameplay itself. It was the way they were playing it that was pissing me off. <laughs> I'm very excited for the game. I'm actually very excited for Rainbow Six Siege, just based off of the multiplayer. And I hope it comes to PC, but it's probably going to have you play attached to it, which is going to be its own problem altogether. Which, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe because it has multiplayer, they won't. They'll use Steamworks instead. I pray to God they'll do that. That'll be awesome. Uh, but I was getting angry when the guy, uh, the one of the terrorists or one of the hostage takers, had a shield, but he was only shielding his body. His head was up, up, up <laughs> above the shield. And so they're shooting at him. And they're, like, laying all this ammo to shoot him. I'm like, shoot him in the face! Shoot him in the face! And they didn't shoot him in the face. They, somebody from the side sniped him in the head. I'm like, all three of you should be dead right now. If <laughs> you just shoot him in the head. The other thing that got me pissed off was how it was, what was it, 3v1 at one point? Because they, they took out pretty much all the, all the terrorists except the one. Um, and so when he comes back in the house, he goes, like, they, they all see him. He turns around, they all see him. One guy has a shield, okay? And uh, one guy, one guy has a shield, one guy has the hostage, and one guy just has his gun. They see him, and they shoot him, and he kind of ducks behind a wall. And instead of keeping themselves looking at the directions that he could come in, one of the guys turns around and starts running up the steps with his back to both entrances and gets shot in the back. I'm like, you fucking deserve it! You deserve that! You fucking moron! The other guy with the shield, he comes up the stairs backwards and he's being chased by the guy with the gun. By the terrorist. I'm like, why is he chasing you? You have the shield! Suppress him! Suppress him for the love of God! Somebody suppress this motherfucker. Two of them now against this one guy. They know where he is. The guy with the shield is crying. I'm getting lit up here, and finally gets killed. I'm like, you deserve it too. You deserve to die. <laughs> and then the, the like, you know, the guy makes it back into the room with the with the hostage, uh, into the, where where they came in. They were trying to exit, and he turns around, and the terrorist is there, and they and they start shooting at each other, and it goes off and says Rainbow Six Siege. And I'm just like, you know what? All of you are terrible at this game. Every last one of you. But I'm excited for the game itself. I can guarantee you nobody I play with will be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> As what I saw at E3. Um, but I, I really... This is that Rainbow Six that... It was called Patriots at first. 
and they rebranded it, and now it's called Siege. I really hope they kept the domestic terrorism angle, because, I mean, we need some type of new story plot. Domestic terrorism is a fresh story plot. Watch Dogs could have had a fresh story plot, and it didn't. So don't do this, Ubisoft. Don't fuck with, don't fuck with, the, with the story plots. Here. Come maybe on maybe that's the opening where uh, the guy's wife is kidnapped, and now he's got to go save her throughout the game. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, one thing I know, it had a very destructible environment. Yes. Like you weren't just shooting through walls. Like, you're tearing those shits down. Yeah. Like, if you're shooting through them, which is accurate with the, with the, high, with the high-powered weapons that you have. So, yeah, that's good. But that wrapped up the Ubisoft conference. We talked about that way longer than I thought we would. A lot of it was bitching, though. <laughs> a lot it, of it was. T- to be fair, that was the worst. <laughs> it was the worst. It was the weakest. It was the weakest, yeah. Um, well, let's move on to EA. Uh, one thing I want to say about Ubisoft, the reason I said it was the weakest is because they, besides Rainbow Six, they didn't show anything. Besides Rainbow Six and Shape, besides Rainbow Six, Shape Up and Just Dance, they didn't show anything new, really. The Division was from last year. The crew yes. was from last year. Yes. We already knew about Assassin's Creed. Okay, um, just dance. I mean, like technically that's, that's not new. We just now it's 2015. Okay, fine. And then Shape Up was like one of the only new things. Valiant Hearts we already knew about. They didn't bring anything to the table. It's almost like a waste of money. They should have just you know went on somebody else's show and showed Rainbow Six. That's what they should have done. That's why it was the weakest. EA was a little different. Like EA was the show of. Here's kind of what we're working on. Yeah. <laughs> we got ideas still in. So, first thing I showed, well, first thing yeah, they showed was like, was it Bruce Lee in, in UFC? I don't know if that was the first. I thought the first thing they showed was Homeland, uh, or, or uh, no, Battlefield uh, Hardline. No, that was like the last thing they showed. Wasn't I thought it was the first thing. No, because they talked about the beta. Was that at the end? No. What was the first thing they showed at EA? I thought it was the UFC thing. They confused me with the UFC thing because that bald guy came out, and I was like, oh, that's Dana White. And I'm like, oh, no, it's a, it's a developer. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what was what, – what did uh... – let, let me see what the first thing they showed was – uh... I thought they opened with Battlefield. Uh, maybe it was Dragon Age Inquisition. I thought that came later. No, they showed some st- – oh, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. That's right, yes. They didn't show anything except – Oh, we love the game, and yeah. the game's being made with love, just it, like it, the the movies were. Like, dude, we, we got to go see actual movie props. Yeah, that's good for you. Great, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like here are some still shots. Yeah, that's basically what what it was. But that's the, but again, that's one of those things that we kind of like. We knew like as soon as like EA got the rights to the the Star Wars games, like oh, Battlefield Star Wars, that's gonna happen, and they just kind of you know all they do is yeah. confirm that. Yeah, so that was like yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly, and the new EA CEO came out. I don't like him, Andrew Wilson. I don't like him. You know who he reminds me of? You saw uh, what's the movie where that kid was was the robot, and he thought he was a real boy. Uh, uh, AI. AI. Yeah. Oh, he Remember? looks like the Jude Law character. Yes, exactly. He looks like <laughs> Joe. He looks like <laughs> he looks like the man, like the, the prostitute well, bot. A little too well quaffed. Yeah, he looks like the prostitute bot. 
That's what he looks like. From, from, it's, uh, it's fitting for EA if you think about it. It, it is, yeah. <laughs> Plus, I, 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 I'm not a fan. Plus I'm not a fan. The original DLC. <laughs> uh, but the initial Dragon Age Inquisition, which I, Nick, what do you think about that? Because I haven't played any of the Dragon Age. I've I played the first one in the the expansion. Um, it looked good. Um, I haven't been following the development that closely. Um, and again, I missed the second one, although I heard not so great things about the second one. Um, but as far as you know, showing a bunch of characters and. I guess the one thing that I noticed is like it looks like finally like the game's called Dragon Age and in the first game there weren't that many dragons and it looked you know and because they were kind of setting up it was Origins um, so it looks like in this one you're fighting a shit ton of dragons <laughs> and the dragons look badass like because you've got your whole your little RPG squad of like you know four people or so and it looked like you know like it took them significant effort because the dragon could just like incinerate the entire playing field like at will so yeah it, it looked. Uh, the combat there looked looked good, um, you know. I, I, I'm I'm I, I, somebody who's kind of set out the franchise for a little bit, and it, it's never been my favorite uh, Bioware franchise. Although, you know, I mean, it did have its moments, um, but uh, no, it definitely it piqued my interest. And if if I had the time, I'd probably pick up the second one and start playing through that, and maybe even replay the first one again. Um, but uh, I'll probably want passing just to do the real life. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Dragon Age has never been a big thing for me. I hear my note says Dragon Age Inquisitions looks good. That's my note because <laughs> that's all I really know about the game. I, I have nothing else. Um, what else we got here from from EA? Uh, the we all these. This is what I'm talking about. When they showed the Mass Effect thing, they just they started talking about Mass Effect and what they're trying to do with Mass Effect. And they're trying to create a super expansive world where you can go anywhere and explore and blah, blah, blah. But it's, they're trying to go to different places than you went in the first trilogy. Yeah. It's, yeah. Fine. Tell me that when you actually have something to show me. They just, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they have nothing, but they're like, yeah, we're working on that. And then also what they mentioned, oh, and we're also working on another IP that we are not ready to talk about at all. Yeah, like, well, okay. <laughs> I, uh, but it's going to be great. It's going to be super expansive, and we're super excited about it. Then but, shut up about uh, it until you're ready to show me something. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, the EA's conference was the conference of hopes and dreams. <laughs> That's exactly what this shit was. Let's see. Oh, yeah, and Criterion coming out. They confirmed they're not naked, making the next Need for Speed. Thank God. I hope they stop making Need for Speeds because they, oh, that- they make great burnout games. They really do. They make great burnout games, but not good Need for Speed games. Need for Speed was never a simulation racer, okay? Need for Speed was not a simulation racer, but it wasn't an arcade racer either. It wasn't arcade And Criterion took it and turned it into, like, this arcade racer where you can, you know, cop cars have health bars now. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. I, I, I don't want that. And, like, well, you can, you know, you can bounce off walls, and but your crashes are spectacular. That's not why I play Need for Speed. Like, Need for Speed Most Wanted was fun because it was semi-realistic, but it wasn't a simulation like Forza, but it wasn't a cruising USA either. You know what I'm saying? Criterion, I'm really glad they're off of Need for Speed. Thank you. Thank you. But they, 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 I thought they were going to talk about, I thought they were at least say the name of the game they were working on. It's, it's too uh, it's, early. They don't, it doesn't have a name. It's an extreme sports racer in first person 
where apparently you can jump from one vehicle to another while you're racing. So you could be in a helicopter and jump out the helicopter and hop onto a quad and keep racing and watch the helicopter crash. And all <laughs> they had was like alpha, like super alpha footage. Yeah. Like it looked like Star Fox on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> that's what it, that's what it looked like. I'm like, holy shit! Like, why are you showing this right now? They got nothing. Like nobody's <laughs> gonna remember this shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. But they said they're gonna show six new IPs. Ah, uh, I didn't see any six new IPs. Because this though, this shit right here don't count. <laughs> <laughs> this shit right here don't count. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's maybe not an IP. It's at least an I, right? It's like half an IP. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I want to look it up. I'm pretty sure they said they were going to show, show six new IPs. They No, I think you're right. I think you're right. And and I guess by their logic, okay, so Criterion's one. Uh, the the un, unannounced Bioware is two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. What else was there? Here we go. September 10th, 2013. Oh, no. Okay. This was not. Okay. No, this is. I'm no. sorry. That, that's not what we're looking for here. I thought they were going to say they're going to announce. Here. Okay. No, no. They said EA promises six new E3 games. Do these count? Six new E3 are, games. Are, are, are we really going to get upset that EA lied? They bamboozled us. <laughs> so I mean, no, I thought they said new IPs. I'm pretty. I I, I thought they said IP. Sorry, but I, I I'm sorry. I, I like I was gonna say I don't count this, but they said six new games. Technically speaking, were they right? Battlefield, Hardline, Mirror's Edge, Sims Four. Yeah, I think they're in there. They were in there because you all Madden comes out every year. Technically speaking, yes. it's a new game. Uh, which I guess Madden fans like are gonna have more control you know, over defense. What I find it, what I find funny is that uh, Richard Sherman's on the cover after winning the uh, the online poll. Yeah. The last defensive player to make the cover was Ray Lewis ten years ago, and ten years ago that was when they introduced the defensive hit stick, and they're like, "Oh, defense is a huge thing." So I find it awfully convenient that Richard Sherman wins the online poll the same year that defense is a priority for the game. I don't know. I think. I think. They had to work on that defense stuff way early. Oh no, they they did. That's my, that's my point. Is I think I think that oh, it, gotcha. I think the poll was rigged. And I and don't be wrong. Like Richard Sherman's great for the cover, and I mean I, he he may very well legitimately have won on his own um, because I think they picked a good year to do that. But it just it just it just seems like all the stars aligned for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and one thing I said, NFL Films did the camera angles. Yes, because they're they're increasing the number of camera angles there and, and animations. That seemed to be the big thing too that they were focusing on. Because even I think for uh, I want to say for for uh, NHL and for the, for the UFC, even they were saying like they they uh, they're trying to get more animations in for everything. That seemed to be like the big kind of running theme. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, PGA Tour fifteen. Did that the War Golf? Yeah, War Golf. Yeah, like so they use a Frostbite three engine. I guess they want to show it off. So they have these fantasy courses, and one of the courses they showed, of course, was like a a battleship running into an island, just running right over while it. while it was, was on fire. Yeah. yeah, while on fire to play through. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, that shit was it's, funny. 
No, I mean, it's it's one of those things, like, I, at this point, like, where do you go with a golf game? Like, you've pretty much done the simulation pretty to death. Much, yeah. Well, how do you get people to buy it every year? Exactly, exactly. So, Battleships. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so new Mass Effect, which they didn't say anything about. No. Anything useful. Uh, they did talk about The Sims 4, which apparently you can define your Sims personality now. Uh, Sims can get mad at somebody, and then that affects their day the next day, or other relationships. And their, uh, their moods can affect other Sims. Yeah, like that, that, that's all the standard simulation stuff, like trying to like integrate the world. What I thought, what I thought was interesting was that now you can buy other Sims. Like when you when you make your Sims, it seems like they can go up on the store and be bought, and EA makes all the money. Yeah, I'm saying. I wonder who makes the money. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like you can you can like buy buy actual Sims for your world, not just furniture. Why would I want to buy Sims? I just make Sims. Because you can buy a Sim that has a pre-existing character set, and then put it in, and then like watch it interact with your Sims. And... But if I own the Sims, you, I want to. You make have to put Sims. all the work of making them into the game. You can. When you can Why buy would I a... buy a game so I could buy something that somebody you know buy a product? Because of you, somebody you who else who played the game. Clearly do not understand video games and would never work at EA. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I want to play the game, so why would I buy somebody else's, like, that's like me buying Grand Theft Auto V and paying somebody for their save file. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty you much. know, like, come on oh. now. Well, no, but it's, it's, it's more like buying a ghost that you can race against. Why would I do that? I have my own ghost. I already know I'm the best. <laughs> I can race myself. Well, then you, sh- you should sell your Sims because they're probably the best. Probably. That, that's I can't play the Sims. You know why? Because I I always just wind up doing what I do in real life. <laughs> like when I when the Sims three came out, I was working in IT. I was going to the gym a lot, and I was playing video games a lot. So you know what my Sim did? He woke up every morning, went to work. Right after work, he went to the gym, came home, played video games, went to sleep. Did it again the very next day. See, but that's why you buy another sim, because now you throw another sim in there, and now your whole routine is out of whack. And then you get to watch yourself get pissed off at this other sim. So am I supposed to up. put other sims in there and just, you know, put myself on a simulation of my life? Yeah, and then you, <laughs> you just know? wreck it. And then you well, wreck if, it. If I meet a girl with this personality, let's see what's going to happen. Oh, that bitch crazy. <laughs> 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 you know? So, like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, yeah, and, um... I don't know. Like, I'll probably get it because it seems interesting. But I, uh, I don't know. I'm not a big Sims fan. I know Ray is. Ray is a big Sims fan. So uh, they showed Mirror's Edge. This is another thing that kind of pissed me off. They showed Mirror's Edge. They really didn't show progress. It just looked like an updated version of Mirror's Edge. That's what it looked like. I, I didn't see anything special about it. They didn't talk about the plot. You know. Uh, all the stuff that they did in that in that preview, uh, or what they showed at E3, you could do another game. You know, you could war- you could run on the wall real quick to run over somebody, get behind them, and do some type of disarming move so you could hit them. You know what I'm saying? Like you could do all that stuff. Like Mirror's Edge was never about stealth. If they add stealth, I kind of be pissed because Mirror's Edge was never about stealth. It was all about running and keeping your pace, even while fighting, even while fighting, like running, dodging this way, dodging that way, disarming that guy, kicking him in the head as you lunge toward another guy, disarming him in the air and tripping him and then rolling over and running past him. You know? 
Um, I hope they they keep that aspect of the the, the uh, of Mirror's Edge of the closeness, how close you are to being caught all the time. Because if you play Mirror's Edge, no. there's this part where in the first game, which I mean, what the game came out like 2007, 2008, something like that. Yeah. Your your sister gets arrested, and you're in the building when she gets arrested. And you're trying to escape, and as you're running past these doors. Guys are kicking the doors open and like coming out, and they are literally inches from grabbing you, and you just get past them if if you keep running. It's actually pretty cool. Um, and then it gets really interesting when you find out that the cops are hiring, like you know, they have these other runners that are like fast like you. That's when the game gets a little scary. I'm like, oh shit, my agility it does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so yeah, it's it's pretty interesting, but yeah, like they're saying that there's gonna be multiple paths to take. Like some paths might be faster but more dangerous, and other paths might be safer. Oh, they're slower but safer. That kind of defeats the purpose of the game. I kind of, you know, I don't think they they openly said they wanted to make it accessible for anybody that wants to play it. But at the same time, like. Why don't they just learn how to play the game? Like, <laughs> that's how the game plays. If you don't know how to play checkers, there's no easier version of checkers for you to play. No, Nick, there's not. <laughs> I will get Nick's face through the <laughs> on screen, and he's thinking about it, trying to find a rebuttal. That's why I didn't start with chess. Uh-huh. <laughs> but still, chess is chess. There's no easier version of chess. You know, just if you can't if you can't learn how to play that, I mean that's how the game works, you know. But um, yeah. So they showed that. I'm curious about it. And yeah. Now the last thing they showed was Battlefield Hardline. Tell me, what did you think about Battlefield Hardline? Because I have some thoughts. Lots of explosions. <laughs> like I saw somebody on Twitter. I can't remember who, and they said like, don't the the robbers in Battlefield Hardline realize like there's a much like there's a lot easier way to like make money, <laughs> <laughs> and like that's really yeah. It, it it's it's it it seems like it's it's over the top as far as like it's not realistic at all. Is like this is how you do a heist. Um, it's just an excuse really just to have like open warfare in like an American setting. That's exactly actually kind of the problem that I have with it. Um, <laughs> when I, before I saw the videos for it, when they explained it, when I was reading about it, I was like, "This sounds like they had a new IP, and they weren't, they didn't want to just put it out, so they wanted to slap the Battlefield name on it." That's what it sounded like. But as I'm watching the videos, I'm like, "Yo, this is Battlefield in American cities." And remember that what I was talking about where there's certain situations in the game that kind of break the rea- that bre- break the mold of the game so it doesn't capture you anymore. It's hard to stay in that reality. This is one of them, okay? Because for, I've never seen criminals so organized, <laughs> and I've never seen cops so unorganized, okay? Like, you had cops all over the place shooting individually at everyone, you know, from different angles, not hiding at all. You know, you had police choppers shooting rocket launchers at, you know, the at the criminal choppers and shit's hitting buildings. Collateral damage. <laughs> I, there was a crane yes, that fell. Yes, like a skyscraper. It took yeah. out a skyscraper. Yeah. You know, you do that over in, like, fucking Iran, that's one thing. <laughs> you do that over here, 
That is a huge problem. <laughs> you want Battlefield not in my backyard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like, it, like, it just breaks the reality of it because even though it's not realistic, yes, I know it's not realistic, but it breaks that grip that the game has on you when you see something, you're just like, that's ridiculous. Like, you know, a crane. Yeah. Falling because of that in Los Angeles? Oh, that's ridiculous. Even like, look at that, like, how much money are they stealing that you're going to, like, cause, like, what, like, a hundred times that in, like, property damage? Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Dude, it was like a circus. It was a fucking circus. Like, there's just cops chasing criminals all over the place. They're crossing lines. I was like, yo. Like, the cops weren't organized at all. Like, first of all, as soon as that, you know, as soon as that armored truck flipped over yes. and the cops were on their way first thing they do set up a perimeter they have three four choppers in the air so as soon as the criminals start breaking up the choppers are following the criminals they're here they're in this building we know exactly where they are if you're a cop and you play that game there should be at no point should you not know where criminals are they should always be on your <laughs> radar <laughs> okay but it's not cops playing that game. It's like thirteen-year-old kids, and they're just oh, going yeah, around shooting obviously. things. Well, that's the same. Like, <laughs> yes, and uh, the game, the game is, <laughs> the the game is not realistic, obviously. But sometimes the game could be too unrealistic while taking itself seriously and it makes it look ridiculous. That's the thing. If the game was like a comedy game, and it was supposed like GTA, for example. You know what I'm saying? Even fucking GTA sets up perimeters, okay? But still, like GTA, for example, it's like a comedy game. So if something happens in GTA that's off the cuff or jumping the shark, it's GTA, ha-ha, whatever. You know, but like in a game like Battlefield where it's supposed to be hardcore and, you know, taken seriously, when you see something like that, like this game looks like a circus. You know what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't happen like this. It's literally my thoughts on it change. Like at first, I th- like I said, at first I thought it was a new IP that they wanted to slap the Battlefield name on. No, this is the Battlefield guys wanting to keep modern warfare. That's what they want because they don't want to go back to the future. They're afraid of going back to the future because they're afraid twenty one forty two of tw- what's gonna what happened with twenty one forty two, which they probably think that twenty one forty two failed because it was futuristic. No. 2042 failed because that shit was buggy. <laughs> that shit was that, 2042 was buggy uh, for a lot of people. That's what happens to games when you release a game and the shit's like super buggy in the beginning. You lose your community right away. And then when it when Battlefield when 2042 actually worked, it was awesome. Loved it, but the community died too fast. Same thing happened to Brink. Brink was an amazing game, an amazing game. You know. But fuck, you know. Do you think that part of the reason also that they're changing it is because even to talk about buggy games, Battlefield 4 was terribly buggy. I think it's still buggy. And so to that degree, like maybe by like, oh, it's, this is Battlefield Hardline. It's completely different and it's not going to be a buggy at all. Like they're kind of it's a shell game. They're just like changing the they're literally changing the name so that we don't remember how terrible the last one was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I just think. uh I don't know. I just think they're trying to hold on to that Modern Warfare vibe. And that kind of turns me off to this because it looks ridiculous, the game. You know, if a game like this, Criminals versus Cops, 
they 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 should they should force it should be something like where they force the cops to be organized and the criminals you know they have freer reign but let's say they don't have the same resources like cops have more tracking resources and they're better organized but the criminals uh can take people hostage and use people um to their advantage or they can cause damage where cops get penalized if they cause damage you know what i'm saying stuff like that but this is just battlefield in an american city yes you know and that pretty much it, that that feels like that 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 it sums up Battlefield Hardline, you know. <laughs> but that's EA's conference, the the conference of hopes and dreams. <laughs> because yeah, most of the conference was like, so you're not you're gonna tell me that this thing exists, but you're not gonna give me any more information on it. EA is gonna have a great 2017. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, yeah. <laughs> so, but that's that's EA. wasn't bad, but still, it's uh, we've seen better. And actually, uh, the big three conferences were pretty good. Let's start with Microsoft. Microsoft came out swinging this year, big time. Well, well I, I I have to say, like one of the first things that uh, Phil Spencer said when he came out. He said, uh, what, you are shaping the future of Xbox. Yeah. And I was like, that, like, no shit. Like, that's literally the story of the last year of Microsoft is the fans are shaping the future of Xbox. And so right from there, like, it was, it was like Microsoft, it was, it was, it felt very, it felt almost like this is like after like, you know, like fucking around for like a year, like this was Microsoft, like coming like hat in hand, like, we're sorry. <laughs> we, we 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 flew too close to the sun we burned our wings everything was terrible here's just a shit ton of games we're not even going to mention the entertainment word the television word like none of that it's just all games end to end wall to wall alpha to omega games yes that's he he said we they were dedicated this entire conference to games and people started cheering one more thing about the ea conference before we continue oh there were some chicks there that were making so oh, for much the Sims, noise. I think they were cheering. Like during no, the Sims, for everything, like... for everything, they made the same noise during the Sims <laughs> that they made when they were talking about Battlefield Hardline. It was like that woo out of the club, <laughs> like woo, like that that noise, uh, like you know, about to step out, let me take a selfie, like that noise, like woo, can't wait. I, you know, I was like, yo, what the fuck is that? No, 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 woo girls every time there's an explosion. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. But, yeah, okay, back to Microsoft. Back to I Microsoft. Bring it up Because, yeah, the crowd like went well, got loud when he said that, like, thank you. I think Phil Spencer is Microsoft's Kazarai. Yes. Phil well, Spencer know, is Microsoft's Kazarai. Watching, watching him this year, and, like, I think back to, like, Don Matrick last year, like, Matrick's an asshole, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it couldn't have been like, it, it, you wouldn't think it was the same company. Just like Spencer's whole approach to everything and like, like, Matri- like it was just night and day different. Oh, and yeah. so, I mean, for for that for Microsoft to come out and it's like this is what we've learned in the last year. Like, here is everything that you know that you you've told us you wanted. We've openly listened and just games. Yeah, that and that was great. That was great. So, yeah, I Microsoft is making big moves. They actually they're doing so well. Oh God, I am now considering getting an Xbox One. 
before what? the end of the year. I know with what they showed and the price drop, dude. Like, I was like, okay, like I think I might be getting the Xbox One. But uh, let's see. Um, they started off with 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 Call of Duty, yes. which they always do. Now here's the thing about this Call of Duty. I think I'm gonna like it, but for the reasons that I'm gonna like it, I think it's not gonna do well. Because <laughs> okay. you're a Kevin Spacey fan. Well, no, it's futuristic first of all. Um, and you have the player has these jetpacks, and it looks like at first I thought they just helped you with falls, but apparently you can do jumps and like high jumps and double jumps, but you can also dodge, and that is a dynamic that changes gameplay so much. Because you could just totally, if somebody doesn't predict which way you're going to move, dude, you could just, like, completely sideswipe somebody, you know? And I think that's a lot for, especially console players, because what game, what console game lets you dodge? What console game allows you to dodge? Most of the time it's PC games, like Unreal Tournament, Hawking, you could dodge. But yeah, like, you could, while you could dodge while fighting, in this game, and it's, it's, uh, I, I like that. It looks pretty cool. Now, the single player looked kind of boring, though, when I was watching it. There wasn't a whole lot going on there. They showed the jetpacks, they showed some shooting, they showed some mechs. Like, they showed a big mech, and they showed a guy, a mech, like, which is a little bit larger than a man. So it looks like a guy in armor. That's what it yeah. looked like. And I'm sh- pretty positive that's one of the ones you can get into. Um, but actually, I don't know. Like, from the average person watching it, unless you understand how dodging and double jumping affect a multiplayer game, I don't even think there's a lot of there's nothing that you want get excited about. Like, you kind of have to understand how the dynamic changes the flow of a multiplayer game, and it's something brand new to, to Call of Duty. And like I got I've said it before. There's a lot of people who won't buy a futuristic Call of Duty because they don't feel cool playing it anymore. If I want to play Star Trek, I'd be a fucking nerd or something, you know. <laughs> that yeah, like, there's a, there are guys who do that. So I don't think their main fan base, which I'm sorry, are still dude bros. It's it's dude bros. That's their main fan base. That's their guy. That's the guy like you know when they're all off of you know don't no classes that day. I'm gonna go play some duty, you know. Then I'm gonna go get some bitches. <laughs> like that, yeah, that's that's. So- by that logic, though, Hardline lines up perfectly to take that market, then. Yes, except I think it's too big. Call of Duty is such a boxed game. It's a game that fits, like, each multiplayer map fits in a small box. And again, a Battlefield game, you can you can get lost and not see anybody for quite some time. So, so where, where do the dude bros get their, their Call of Duty fix this year? Maybe if Hardline has a smaller, like a, a smaller multiplayer mode, like actually Battlefield, uh, Battlefield Bad Company Two had like a four v four mode. And I'm pretty sure Battlefield Three and Four also had smaller modes as well. So maybe if they have smaller modes than Hardline, those will work better for the Dude Bros. I don't know, but I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I, I am looking forward to this futuristic Call of Duty. But for the same reason, I'm looking forward to it. That I think it's might be one of the weakest selling Call of Duties. It might be. 
Oh, Which, even though doesn't that therefore mean we can look to a bunch, forward to a bunch of articles like about the death of console gaming because even co- the behemoth Call of Duty has has not sold nearly as well as it should? I would not be surprised, Nick. I would and this is surprised. this is further evidence that <laughs> the the first person shooter is evolving. <laughs> oh, spoiler from last week. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to it. Um, we already talked about Assassin's Creed. Forza Horizon 2, this is one of the games that, if I had an Xbox One, I'd totally buy it. Huge fan of Forza Horizon. And, uh, I, I, Forza Horizon, because I'm not a big simulation racer, and Forza Horizon isn't a, it's not a, as big of a simulation as Forza, but it's closer than a Need for Speed, for sure. Uh, it's, clo- it's closer to being a simulation than, like, what a Need for Speed is. And it's a, it's a fun game to play, and <clears throat> just the environment, like you know, driving around this this festival with the music going, was pretty cool. I, I thought it was funny that the presenter said that it was action packed. I'm like, dude, it's a racing game with EDM <laughs> going on. Like, it's not action packed, you know. There's can, nothing. Can you knock a crane into a tower? No, uh, and that's I, our I definition of action packed now. I'm not playing it. <laughs> um. I thought one thing I thought was interesting was that the multiplayer is seamless. You could, I guess, you could pop in and out of multiplayer at any given time without joining on a lobby. And that's the power of the Azure Cloud, man. We're gonna be seeing a lot of that shit. Like you know, switch from offline to online mode, and all of a sudden now you're playing with real people. You know, which is which is pretty cool. The weather's dynamic, which is gonna be a bitch. That is gonna be a bitch. Like, up, oh, it's raining. I guess I'm going to eat lunch. <laughs> you know, because my the car I want I need to drive just isn't it's not having it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Um, let's see, Evolve, which is a game that I'm not interested in at all. I'm not interested. I don't know why like people are making a big deal out of this game. It's like four people are you know playable characters, individual classes, and one character, one player is a monster. So, I guess the monster's super strong and has special abilities to help it take out the the four playable characters, but, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be cool, but I just don't see the appeal. Well, that, that seemed like a theme a little bit, as far as, there were several games, I think, that kind of highlighted the, the the ability to play as the villain so it's like you can it's not you know like you can play against your friends but you're the bad guy in this case um i want to say i think fable was the other one late that we'll talk about later that mentioned that as well um but there was a uh there was a game uh, and i can't remember the name of it but it, ha- it was uh it was people versus dinosaurs when you could play as like the t-rex and like basically like take out the entire other team if you wanted to I remember, yes, what was the name? I gave Primal or Primal. something like that. And I hated, I hated being a T-Rex because the T-Rex was a goddamn school bus. Yes, yes. But I, I mean, then the T-Rex probably should be a school bus in that kind of. It was, scenario. but it was too detrimental. Like, yes, yeah. he's a strong, if you ever got in front of him, you were dead, but you had to get in front of, in front him. of him. Yeah. And the humans were agile enough where you didn't have to. It's like this video I watched where a pride of lions were attacking a hippo. Okay. Yeah. They're trying to kill this hippo. And this is how badass hippos are, by the way, just to let you know. So if you have like a like a like if you're like a school and your team mascot is the hippo, oh, you, it's badass. Okay, entire pride of lions attacking this fucking hippo. Right, 
One lion's on his back, you know, trying to gnaw at its back. He's got his claws on him. Another lion accidentally, <laughs> the other lion accidentally gets in front of the hippo. Yes, there you go. Nick just had, he has a hippo toy. I don't even know where he pulled that out of. <laughs> so he accidentally gets in front of the hippo. The hippo just, bam, chomps down on his head. One bite kills him. Yes. And that's when I found out the hippos generate two tons of pressure when they bite down. Oh, yeah, you do not. And they got and they got those those big-ass teeth. You do not want to mess with a hippo. Yeah. So hippo, bam, one bite, less than like a second, kills this lion that got in front of him, or at least in range of his head, demoralized the rest of the pride. Just like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Why, why did I start talking about hippos? Because we got through the T-Rex as a school bus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the T-Rex yeah. because... <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, basically the the point is that evolve it, it's it's evolving a concept that's been around, um, but uh, no, it, I I think it's I mean it's an interesting premise as far as because I, I you know I mean for years FPSs have been pretty much straight up you know like team versus team and I think that you know this kind of you know it, it it destroys the symmetry and that can create some interesting gameplay. Um, I mean it'll be interesting to see how they they uh, they implement it. I, I can't say I'm much of a, an FPS player, so. I'll, probably past that one but it looked looked neat yeah the other one you're right was fable legends uh which looks like a co-op fable adventure yeah and you're right one of the characters you know one of the players can be the villain which sets up the dungeon and i guess calls reinforcements and has things happening it looked like it looked like a tower defense or actually more of a tower protection kind of or defense yeah tower like a, like a, oh. like you're setting up like the tower defense and then like the the players are actually ass- assaulting your tower i think you're just trying to set up defenses so they don't get to the bad guy that's what yeah. the goal is who is ostensibly you <laughs> yes um one thing i thought was interesting was the banter between the characters i wonder if something's actually going to be in the game it, well it looked like as much as it was multiplayer co-op it seemed like the characters were predefined like they were sort of talking about like these are our, our the characters you're going to encounter and and so it looked more like it looked more like a traditional RPG in that respect like you're playing these four characters and I guess you can pick which one of them you want to play with your friends but um, that's all set up ahead of time. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like you know the characters they banter back and forth to one another, kind of like the Left 4 Dead guys do. You know when you play Left 4 Dead, you ever play Left 4 Dead? No, but I've seen it. Yeah, they they talk back and forth, which is hilarious. Ugh. Francis and Bill, best character banter ever. Rest in peace, Bill. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's. What else is there? Oh yeah, the uh, Crackdown remake is coming. Is our video games getting like Hollywood now? Are we running out of games to make? Because hard- uh, you, the, Mirror's Edge is being rebooted. That game was less than ten years old. Uh, Crackdown being rebooted. That game is less than 10 years old. I have a wrapped copy of Crackdown and Crackdown 2 sitting right here in front of me. <laughs> and it's being re- it's being, you know, rebooted. I'm like, Are you fucking serious? Like So, yeah. And every time they set Mirror's Edge sequel, every time somebody says Mirror's Edge sequel, I wanted to to break their necks. Because I'm like, it's not a sequel, it's a reboot. That's why it's called Mirror's Edge. I think anyway. the, I think the premise is that a sequel kind of implies like you have to have been following all along, and I guess they feel those games didn't sell well, but the idea and concept were sound. So if they can execute them properly, then it can be a mega hit franchise. Maybe. Well, here's the deal: like with Mirror's Edge, everybody keeps hearing about it because everybody 
whose played it talks about how good it was. Well, then they should and now up. you're going to take how good it was, erase that, and start over again. It's just going to be a reflection of how good the original game was. We hope. We hope. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, reboots aren't all that bad. Um, even though T- Tomb Raider, technically speaking, is a reboot, it's a reboot that's actually a prequel. It starts beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Before It's supposed to be the Laura Croft becoming the Laura Croft we know, which they actually show the trailer for the rise of Tomb Raider. Is that that was was that Microsoft or something? That was Microsoft. That was Microsoft. And that yeah. looked. I thought that was interesting because it kind of seemed like she had it was like a PS you know PTSD thing. That was yeah, she's getting therapy. <laughs> and she was getting therapy, but maybe the only way she feels better is by going back out into the tombs. That's... And now she's kind of just a you know kind of like just a, a dick killing people because that guy she killed. I don't see any reason to kill him. He was in tomb, minding his fucking business, and now she just wants and she takes. I think it's preemptive. I think think that's the thing. I I think tomb raiding is now her therapy, and yeah, anybody that she sees there is a threat that she immediately has to take out because she ain't letting that happen again. Yeah. Not not on her watch. So, uh, yeah, that that was pretty cool. Phantom Dust was a remake of an original Xbox game. I had never heard of it. No. I had never heard of it. It was like, oh, yeah, it was a cult classic. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I even I talked to one of my, my cousins who plays video games, and he was like, uh, nope. <laughs> I never saw that one. So I have another cousin who plays even more video games than him, so he might have heard about it. But I, 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 I never. I've, I've, never, I've never heard of it. Uh, what else we have? Um, the guys who made Limbo showed a new game called um, Inside, I think. I think it was called Inside. And it looks just as creepy as Limbo. But Limbo wasn't scary. It, it was supposed to be dark and creepy, and that's what this game looks like, even though it looks even more creepy because there are actual people there. There are people in the game that looks like they're like they're almost like their life has been taken away from them. It looks very interesting. Lots of heavy breathing in the uh, in the trailer, and uh, not no music, just like taps and footsteps and stuff. Kind of cool. It looks nice. Um, oh yeah, if you don't want the end of Halo Four spoiled, <laughs> then. Don't watch the fucking Microsoft conference because yes. they just spoil that shit for you. Yes. I was like, yo, who wrote this? <laughs> Halo 4 just came out, what, last year? Was it last year? What, I feel like it was the, the year before. But... Still. <laughs> <laughs> and not to, like, they, they said it right before announcing the Halo Master Chief Collection, which is actually one of the reasons why I want to get an Xbox One because it has Halos 1 through 4. Yes. As Halo's one through four, and the, those guys who held tight on the Halo two feel redeemed because Halo two multiplayer is in this bitch. What, that's what I don't understand. They said original multiplayer for Halo two is like, what does original multiplayer mean? I don't understand. Like, it's multiplayer. Like, what is original about it? Oh, what? they probably didn't alter it. Like, they probably didn't fix anything. Like, the balances they had in place, okay, are probably still there. So, and that's yeah. how people learned how to play it. Okay, so because uh, yeah, that 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 confused me, but I mean that looks it's an impressive set. 
I mean, it's it's everything. You can play it all. The whole saga from Master Chief, and it's got like, and it was neat too. Um, as far as the uh, the Halo Two multiplayer, you can play it in its original graphical state, or they've touched it up so that it looks, you know, all nice and pretty for your Xbox One. Yeah. So you can, you know, if, if you don't like, you know, if you don't like how shiny things are, you can put it back and make let it look old and, and dirty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually trying to determine whether I want to finish Halo 4 on my Xbox 360 or just wait for this collection. Uh, one thing I'm debating on whether or not is whether I actually want to beat Halo 2 again. So you, ha- you hadn't actually finished Halo 4 then? No, she so spoiled you- the ending for me. <laughs> she spoiled the fucking ending. I'm like, are you serious? Yes, that's why I was so mad when she did that. I did not finish Halo 4. That's on you, man. You've had plenty of time. What? (laughs) You know how many games I have, Nick? How many games I play? (laughs) Come on now. No, I am within the statutes of not spoiling it for me. You know, it's not like I haven't played Mirror's Edge at this point. You know, know Bruce Willis was dead the whole time, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, Halo 2, I'm not sure if I actually want to replay through that again. Halo 2 was such a it was such a drag to play through, dude. Too much time as the elite, and his missions were fucking hard. You don't have to play through it because what you can do is you can queue up like a uh, you can queue up like a like was it like missions or maps or something like just a best of hit hit list for Master Chief and just play like random scenes from the game in like random order or whatever order you want. You can completely skip Halo 2. If, you, or if, you, if there's one part of Halo 2 that you like, you can just play that part and just move on. I don't know, man. I thought, I, I thought I, that, was, that, that that's actually kind of a neat feature. That, like, you that actually, is. That is. But yeah, I, feel, I kind but, of feel like a chump. Like, you know, because I feel like I wouldn't be getting everything. You get, I think that's the beauty of it. You are getting everything, and you can elect what you want to ignore. I mean, it's there if you want it. If you really feel that, you know, I need to slog through this, which you've technically already done. It's not like you're getting anything new out of the experience. You can just be like, fuck that. I'll play Halo 1, I'll play Halo 3, I don't need Halo 2. Move on. Oh, no. You got plenty of other backlog to worry about. Finish Halo 4. Oh, fuck, I gotta <laughs> finish Crackdown. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it is one of the games I'm looking forward to. I thought one of the games I thought that was funny, or DLCs, was the Dead Rising 3. Also, yes. Super Arcade Remix that Hyper was, that was Edition hilarious. EX Plus Alpha. And that's Capcom. They're making fun of themselves. I thought that, that was pretty cool. And that's out now. And it's out now. That was yeah. There were a few times during the convention where they pulled the old Apple, and it's on the App Store now trick. And that yeah, that was one of them. And I thought that was cool. Oh, the beta, the beta for Harline. It's in beta right now. Yeah. So if you want to play the full game right now, it's it's there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, Microsoft had a great conference. They had a great conference, and I'm going to say it was the best one. What about uh, what about Sunset Overdrive? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, actually, I have notes for it right here. That seemed pretty cool and stylish. I did like the grinding system. It reminded me of Sonic the Hedgehog or Sonic Adventure Two. <laughs> did you play Sonic Adventure Two? No. You could grind on everything. I thought. It looked like he was jumping around on the 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 uh like hanging from overhead with the hook. It reminded me of Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, like so it has both of those, but it's like supposedly like you know supposed to be very not floaty, but 
you know, arcadey and fun. Like when you yeah. kill people, it says like pow and stuff like that. You make an explosion, the smoke spells pow or something yeah. like that. One thing I thought was interesting was the way you respawn. Did you see this article on how you respawn? No. I'm going to send it to you right now. You don't just respawn. You're delivered to the game. So like some aliens may come and drop you off or like a rocket ship may fall into the ground and you pop <laughs> out of it. Some, you know, some aliens may throw you out of a van. Uh, you might jump out of a portal and see, like, click, click, I sent it to you. Click the link. Okay, fine. I'll click the link. I'll, I'll put this in the show notes. Let's get a look at this later. Uh, yeah, look, it's like uh, one of them is a Bill and Ted's. Like, huh, oh, with the telephone booth that comes up? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny. So people are asking for a Doctor Who one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes, that's the same thing, basically. What? It's a telephone booth. It is, but it's not the same thing. Basically. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm sorry. It is not. The TARDIS <laughs> makes a much different noise, Nick. It's almost midnight. Don't fuck with me on this. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get my TARDIS and then it won't almost be midnight. <laughs> uh, oh, my, boy. my only comment that I, I made was that that trailer felt like watching a Ryan Reynolds movie. Like, he had that same kind of, like, irreverent kind of, like, glibness that he has. And whether you like his movies or not, I think that might affect uh, whether you enjoy the game. Right. I don't know. I would hope a game like that would come to PC. It looks like an Xbox exclusive right now. But you never know. It should run on Windows. Oh, we'll see. We shall see, so. One other, actually, because yeah, I think you're getting ready to move on. Um, uh, yeah, one, other, one other game that I thought looked amazing was Ori and the Blind Forest. You're right, yeah. That I mean, really it, it, that was the, the, the Miziaki one, right? Yeah. Which, uh, which it looked, I mean, it looked like a, a cartoon. It had the, like the, the, the creatures, and I don't even entirely know what the premise of the game is, but it looked like there were two creatures that bonded, and then this giant bird looked like it might have, like, killed or maimed one or something. a giant owl. A giant owl. And then, so you're this little tiny, like, little creature just kind of, like, floating around doing stuff. And it was, it just looked gorgeous. And uh, if, 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 if I ever buy an Xbox, that would, I would definitely get that because it was, yeah. it was amazing. I think that's an indie game. So possibly it could come to PC. You never know. All right. Yeah. So let's move on to Sony. Um, it started with Destiny, which the the more I see of Destiny, the more I'm like, that's Halo Offworld. That's what it looks like. I'm sorry, but Destiny looks like Halo. The how the 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 enemies look, how your characters look, how the vehicles look and move, the way they shoot, the way the projectiles come out of the gun, dude, that game is Halo. Let it go, Bungie. <laughs> Let it go. It's not your game anymore. No. It's, it's not three, your game anymore. She went with somebody else. 343's got it, and they've reworked all your old code. They've got it, and I'm sorry, but Halo 4 was the best Halo. Like it, the 343 has taken your baby, and now, you know, while you were taking her to McDonald's, they're taking her to, like, legal seafood. Like, you know, that, that, that's, that's they, 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 they really did Halo up. You know what I'm saying? You were buying her Nikes. They're buying her Dolce & Gabbana. Like, that's what they're, they're putting <laughs> on her feet, yo. Like, come on now. So, um... <laughs> but, 
But uh, yeah, Destiny really doesn't like Halo to me. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it looks pretty cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it looks bad or anything like that. But still, like, it it doesn't run me Halo. But I do think it looks pretty cool. You know. <laughs> Actually, here's my note on it. Looks like Halo. The vehicles, the character models. Oh boy. <laughs> that's that's my note on Destiny. Um. Yeah, we already talked about Far Cry 4. We also talked about the Division. Like, they, they showed a, a co-op level of the Division. And really, that looked like Watch Dogs. It yeah. looked like a mixture of Watch Dogs and Ghost Recon. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Um. So, um. let's see what else we got. Uh, They showed some Battlefield Hardline. And it actually... Battlefield Hardline, like I mentioned before, needs smaller teams. Like, the 32-player multiplayer for Cops and Robbers game? No way, too big. Showed Little Big Planet 3, which those people were really playing that game because they sucked at it. Yeah. They, they were that, bad. That was, that, but that was actually enjoyable, though, because they got to show, like, how some of the characters can interact and stuff when things don't quite go right. Yeah. So. I don't know, as opposed to the, 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 the bamboozling that uh, Ubisoft did, I think that was yes, refreshing. That was. They showed ABZU, which is from the creators of Journey, which doesn't surprise me because I had no idea what was fucking happening. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea what was going on. I thought it was like, uh, who's the DC villain, Black Manta? Yeah, yeah, he looks like the guy that's like Black Manta. Uh, The Aqualad was going to pop out at any given moment. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's underwater Journey, basically. Yeah, pretty much. You're just underwater. Walking around. They're swimming around. They're swimming around. There were whales. Touching fish. <laughs> you know. So, I am going to save myself this time. I'm not touching it. I already journeyed. I learned my lesson with Journey. But what if it's the most beautiful game ever made? That it, yeah. What if it, it's such an artistic experience that it changes your life? Uh, I highly doubt it. <laughs> Max, cha- Max Payne was such an artistic experience that it changed my life. And that was fun to play. Maybe this one will with its, its complete lack of combat. <laughs> <laughs> Highly unlikely. Um, they showed more. They actually showed gameplay of Mortal Kombat X. Now the game looks cool. Yes. Okay. Now yes. it does, and they added like you you can interact with the environment like and not just you know punch somebody through a wall or knock them through you know some type of stone stone st- structure, but if your character jumps and there's a tree branch on top of you. You can grab onto a tree branch and swing off of that shit. You could jump off of walls and jump around somebody over their head. That is that is what Mortal Kombat needs. That is something that fighting games need. Evolution. You know? Yes. Not just another way to pull off some type of hyper combo. <laughs> you know? Some type of evolution like that. Shit is fucking cool. And I liked it a lot. I I, I liked what I saw. And it uh, looked it looked spectacular. It did. It looked incredible. And the fatalities looked brutal. Yes. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I forget in Mortal Kombat 9 who had the wishbone fatality, but that shit was rough. You ever see that? The wishbone no. fatality? That's when, like, you know, the guy splits himself into two people. Yeah. And he grabs each leg of the character, and they basically pull him apart from the wishbone. I'm going to send you a video. Awesome. So, um, so that was cool. Um, No Man's Sky, where well, that is going to get a lot of attention. 
Yes. Like, that game looked incredible. Um, and I can't even tell you what it's about besides being fucking cool. It's exploring. It's, it's exploring, every, but it's also it, combat. Yeah, it's everybody gets a planet that they start on, and they kind of explore it, and then they fly off into space, and then I guess you can team up with other people or fight other people. Like, I don't know, like, because, I mean, it's all procedurally generated. So everybody's plan is completely random that they get. Um, it looked amazing, but I, 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 and, you know, theoretically, it's, there's an infinite number of combinations, right. an infinite number of planets. I think, what was it? There was a tagline he said, like, explore infinity or something. Yeah. Or join infinity. But, um, no, but yeah, it, uh, what was neat too is like every time you go somewhere new, it's like, it tells you what the place is called and it says who it discovered it. So that anytime anybody else goes there, they know that you were there first. Yeah, and I think the incredible thing that got everybody is, you know, you would, do you start under? Do you start underwater, and he comes back from, you know, to the surface, and it's like dinosaur type creatures, and he gets in a spaceship, flies into space, no loading, flies through like a fleet of other ships, flies to another planet, goes down to the planet, and then is able to fly into the atmosphere, and then flies onto the planet and starts exploring that shit. No loading. An it, entire goddamn planet. Isn't that basically like the crew, but intergalactic? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is exactly like the crew, but intergalactic. It is an open galaxy game. You can fly from planet to planet without loading. And there's actually something different on each planet. It's not like the first Mass Effect where every planet was just a hunk of rock. Yeah. Unless they had some type of mission on there, you know? Yeah. No, there's stuff there. Like, there's creatures and then, like, maybe not an entire ecosystem, but there's at least, there's stuff to check out. How are they doing? Like, I, like what kind of server backend do you have? I mean, the game has to be online. Yeah. There's no way you're, there's no way that all that's being held single player. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's infinity. You can't, it, you're, yeah, it's all in the cloud. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, so, that's really fucking cool. That was, that, that. I thought that was going to steal the show for Sony until the Batman trailer. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I did not care about that game. I should say that. I was looking forward to the game, but I wasn't excited for the game until Batman jumped off of the balcony, which is 49 seconds of the trailer. And you can see how tall these buildings were are in Gotham. And he starts kind of flying through Gotham. It's not like Arkham Origins. Nothing like Arkham Origins. Did you play Arkham Origins? No. Dude, Arkham Origins, like, God, it's bigger. It's it's big. Like Arkham City. Did you play Arkham City? No, I haven't played any God of that. God damn it, Nick. <laughs> I wish I Joel Warcraft. was here. I don't have time for this. I wish Joel was here. Because he, <laughs> he would know what I'm talking about. So it's like, it was, it's, but the Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, like, it really didn't have any depth to it because the buildings were only so tall. Like, dude, this, it's like Batman jumped off of the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, like, navigated the city, and then he, he, you know, he went down to the street level, the Batmobile showed up, he gets in, he starts driving around, there's cars and people on the streets. The, Gotham City looks alive. You know, the wonder, you go, you go underneath the Wonder Tower, the environment's destructible because he ran over like um a divider. Yeah, and it just like crumbled up. I was like, dude, this is so cool. They showed the the battle mode in the Batmobile. I can't wait. This is gonna be the one of the best games of 2014. Sorry, 
I have to I say, call it. I, I got tricked by the ending because I'm like, oh shit, they're having performance problems. I can't believe this. Oh, come on, Nick. <laughs> oh, really? And then I got to say, I, I, I didn't realize John Noble was voicing the Scarecrow because that was awesome. Oh, he is? Yeah, you didn't recognize him from Fringe? I didn't recognize that voice. No, because remember he, when he was in Fringe, he didn't talk like that. He talked like, an, uh, he talked like, a, uh, like a crazy person. Oh. Did you watch Fringe? Only like one episode. Oh fuck you, Nick! <laughs> Jesus! I know, but I've, I, he's been on Sleepy Hollow though. I've been catching him there. That's why I recommend. Really? I yeah. I cannot believe you have not watched Fringe. You just need to start watching it and then just finish it I, I because the, Fringe is amazing. It's on my list. Oh, of course it is. It's on my list. It's like Breaking <laughs> Bad, right? Oh, don't yeah. It, well, that is too. Don't don't talk to me about backlog. <laughs> <laughs> At least my backlog is video games. That's that's like, <laughs> sick, you know, I have like, God knows how many, each one of my games is like 10 to 15 maybe, hours. Maybe if you didn't watch Fringe, you could finish Halo 4. Fringe was off when Halo 4 came on. No, that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, yeah, Arkham Knight looked incredible. Let's see, what, what else did uh, Sony have? They showed a Dead Island 2 trailer, which that Dead Island... Fun. Yeah, yeah, now they're trying to they're trying to relay what the game was actually about. Uh, white PS3 announced. Uh, did you see, did you see the uh, LA Times? Had, yes, uh, Nintendo they announces did, White PS3. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. yeah, it was like an Onion title. Uh, new DLC for Infamous called First Light. It's based off one of the characters in the game. So that was pretty cool. Uh, enemies from The Last of Us will be in Diablo Three. Yeah. Um. They did show some uh, some of The Last of Us. Uh, yeah, that I didn't understand because I mean, well, I get it. Like, okay, The Last of Us and, and GTA Five are coming to uh, PS4. PS4, but then they they showed trailers for them, which it's like this is now the third year that we've seen Last of Us at E3, and it's That's already true. out. Like, you could have just said like it's coming. Like everybody knows what that is now. And the funny thing was talking about uh, Microsoft spoiling Halo Four. It said, "Warning: this this trailer contains spoilers." Yes, <laughs> it does. Yeah, but frankly, I, I, who, I, I feel like if you own a PS4, you probably bought Last of Us when it came out. What? If you own a PS4, I feel like you're the type of gamer who that would have Last, bought Last yeah, of Us probably, when it came yeah. out. Like I can't, I can't figure out anybody who would be like, oh, this is what I was waiting for. Like who intentionally held back. Yeah. But yeah, but I, I, I felt like that th- both of those were wasted times. I saw that Planet Side 2 and Loadout free-to-play games are yes. coming to PS4. That was the other fun part. Was it's, We know what free-to-play means, and then it said some fe- some features may require payment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Um, Sean Layden. Oh, yeah. Sean Layden took Jack Tritton's place. Okay. And he is not a Jack Tritton. He is not as amusing as Jack was. Like, if he would have delivered Jack's lines last year, they wouldn't have had the impact. No. Because he doesn't have Jack's, that stupid smirk that Jack Trenton had on his face when he said three ninety nine ninety nine. Well, uh, to be to, Well, to be fair, I, I, I think that moment, I mean, don't Jack Trenton lived up to the moment, but Leighton didn't get a moment like that this year. There was no opportunity for him to like just have that shit-eating grin, like "fuck Microsoft." Because, <laughs> like, like, because again, like we talked about Microsoft, you you said you thought they had the best the best presentation. Like they 
they were a solid, you know, they, they were a solid hit. Like there was nothing wrong with what they did. You can't, we can't mock Microsoft. It's very disappointing. We do that a lot. We hit on Microsoft. Can't do it now. Dude, like, but still, like, just the way he was up there, it was like watching a politician, like with the way he had his, he had the fist. He did. He did have the Bill Clinton little. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did not sleep with that woman. Like <laughs> that's the way. Like it's yeah, no, yeah, no. But uh, well, no. But I think you know. I think it's one of those things though. Like how long was Trenton doing that for Sony? I think like Layton can can grow into it. I think he has potential. I don't know. Like it just the, his presentation in general was. He wasn't. He wasn't bad. He's not. I don't think he's quite polished yet. Uh, uh, he uh, he needs to he needs to get on the program because he I did not enjoy watching him. I, I kind of wanted him to get off the stage. Whenever Jack Tretton was on stage, I was like, "What's what's going on, Jack? What what are we doing? <laughs> How are we doing? What's up, man?" And but not this guy. I really didn't want to hear what he had to say. Even though he brought up some good stuff, like you know the PlayStation TV uh, coming, which how much they said ninety nine dollars or game uh, streaming one thirty nine one thirty nine huh? one thirty. Uh, there's a bundle that's one thirty nine with the uh, controller yeah. and uh, the Lego Movie game. Yeah. So yeah, one thirty nine for most people. Cause you'll just you'll just get that instead, but yeah, that's cool. Like, go for my PS4, and I can just put a a, a PlayStation TV in the front. I wonder if you can stream uh, Blu-ray. Probably. I if don't you know. Stream Blu-ray. That would be really cool. You know. Yeah. Cause yeah, cause I, that. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's one of those things that I'm looking at where you got the console in one room, but you got TVs in another. Yeah. Like, it's very easy now. You, now you got your PS4 everywhere, basically. But at this point, I actually have three Blu-ray players and only two televisions. I have a PS3, I have a PS4, and I have a regular, I have a Sony Blu-ray player. I have three Blu-ray players, I have two televisions to attach them to. <laughs> oh, first world that's, problems. That's, that's why you don't have room for the Kinect, because you got a Blu-ray player sitting around taking up space. First world problems, like, the solution to my problem is buy a third TV. <laughs> Oh god, but yeah. So, uh, but what else? They, they show more indie games like Bro Force is coming to PS4. Right now, it's available for early access on PC. Grim Fandango coming to PS4 and Vita. Uh, yeah, okay, for somebody who who hates being bamboozled, what did you think of the letters segment, where they're like, we get all these letters from people and then they're reading them. Like those weren't real letters. Well, yeah, they said it was Tim. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. So you didn't called, feel bamboozled uh, by that. No, like they, because at first it was kind of like okay, whatever, right? But then they they showed him. I was like, okay, it was a big joke. Like okay. I, that that didn't make me feel bamboozled. The okay. whole oh my god, I can't believe I won. That <laughs> who didn't try to pull the the wool over my eyes? Who do you think I, I I am? You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, Sony had a good conference. It's just that they couldn't they couldn't outdo last year because Microsoft fucked up so bad last year. I thought I thought it was funny though that. Sony was the one who talked about TV shows, though, because they they were talking about all the the great media that's coming to uh, to the PlayStation Network, and they talked. The, the one thing they showed was like all the Sony TV shows that'll be available, and this this saddened me that front and center was Community, even though it's been canceled. Um, uh. But uh, yeah, but even then they 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 talked about uh, they got uh, what Brian Michael Bendis doing Powers, and he came out and spoke at length. About how uh, Powers is going to be on the PSN. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. So I thought I, th- I thought it was funny that uh, and don't, I mean don't get me wrong, Sony fo- their focus was games and it's very much a games oriented console. But this year, like they they w- they had the more Microsoft con- uh, presentation, 
they were a little more diverse in what they talked about. Yeah. I'm looking for it. I'm, I'm curious. Like, you know, as long as they get free stuff to PlayStation Plus members, I'm all about it. Well, you <laughs> will get the entire series of powers. I will, yeah. Yes. Free with yeah. your play, uh, your uh, PlayStation Plus subscription. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty, yeah. The stuff they offer is pretty cool. And the thing I, I don't mind about Sony going over their media stuff, because the the main focus of the conference was the games. That's what it was. Whereas with Microsoft, two, three, you know, E3s ago, last E3 was the media stuff. Fuck it, their, their announcement press conference was media. Come on now. Yeah. You know, so. Plus, at least Sony has the excuse, like, we're part studio. <laughs> like, they, they yeah. produce a lot of that stuff. Like, so, I mean, it makes sense that they try to shoehorn that in there. But I, I am going to try to get into that PlayStation Now beta because they, they were talking about that. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. I think I saw something like they announced the pricing. I didn't get the chance to actually look into that. But I'm very curious how that's all going to work. Yeah. Because well. what else? Oh, and uh, Ratchet and Clank the movie? Not interested. Uh, that, yeah, that kind of, uh, it's like, that's cutscenes. We're used to that. There's usually a game around that. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but moving on from Sony to Nintendo's press conference, which wasn't even live. It was just, just called the digital event. I loved this. I, I, I have to say, I know you said you thought Microsoft won. I thought Nintendo won. You think so? I thought so. I... I thought just the concept, because I remember a few months ago when, like, the news broke, like, Nintendo's not going to have a press conference at E3, and we're like, well, they're clearly, like, bowing out, like, you know, they, they, they're they're out, they're doing whatever the hell Nintendo does, but, like, I think, like, this is really the direction that they're going, because one of the things that kept sort of irritating me, and it's like, I know they have to do it, but, like, you'd be watching, like, you know, like, gameplay for one of the trailers, and then they always have to, like, cut and real quickly show, like, and there's the guy really playing and I'm doing air quotes around that. So yeah. you're like, oh yeah, that's right. There's somebody there. And it, it like, like, dude, I'm enjoying the trailer. Like, let me just watch the gameplay. I don't need to know that there's a guy standing in the theater with a controller. And Nintendo, because of their presentation, had none of that. And and the other thing I thought too was that the way like Nintendo in, in, integrated like the little uh, like the Adult Swim uh, robot chicken cutscenes yeah. was much better than Microsoft with their like uh, their. They're people like they had the the Saturday Night Live yeah, guys they're, they're talking gamer about the developers of people's two thing. Yeah, 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 and it's like, and it's like I mean, don't get me wrong, like like what Microsoft did was fine, but I just think like Nintendo, as far as like having a little like okay, like here's a little like you know like little break between stuff. I thought that flowed much much better, and I think that I mean you don't need I mean one the the fact that Nintendo basically pre-recorded it and then presented it one it allowed them to make sure there were no production snafus or anything you know th- you didn't have the experience of the developers playing the game and kind of messing up like you pointed out for little big planet but also it gave I mean it's fundamentally that's what it is is it's just you know it it, it it, it's you know because they know and i think uh, reggie was even talking about this that they know that like the pe- most of the people watching this are at home and from that perspective it doesn't matter if you're in the theater or you're, you're at home like it was just basically like you're watching a movie and i thought that was really enjoyable i think i think that's the direction that the e3 presentations are going to go we're going to see less you know people in the auditorium talking about stuff maybe for the console i think when you they announce the consoles will have that but yeah. i think 
you know, for if, if it's like, you know, it's a, it's an off year or whatever, where you're just announcing product up front, you just go from vignette to vignette and move on. I thought they nailed it. And I loved, I loved how they started with Reggie versus Awada. That was awesome. Yeah, that was, that was really, really cool. I mean, for a company who's behind on everything else, the fact that they're pushing their digital presentations is kind of amazing. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Nintendo, they slayed it. They absolutely did. I think, I still think Microsoft had a better conference. Uh, but Nintendo, like, they, I, I particularly said, this is Nintendo's mm-hmm. year. Yes. I said, this is their year. This... And, and they're like, uh, even though a lot of the stuff that they talked about was 2015, uh, but still, like, the Mario Kart, the mm-hmm. Smash Brothers, which now you can play, you can have your Miis play, and you can customize their moves. Yes. Like, that's that's a, a pretty big deal, even though I, I, I don't think in, like, fighting game tournaments that's really going to be allowed. Well, that's, um, that's not who they're targeting with that. Right, but then you have the Nintendo Amiibo, which they announced, which, dude, I'm just going to buy those things anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to buy that shit anyway, because that Mario one that Iwata pulled out of his pocket looked cool. Oh, no, they, I like the idea, and it's great that they're taking, like, the Skylanders model and applying that, and, like, they definitely have the backlog. And I thought it was cool, too, how they were talking about for Smash Brothers, like, that was the original idea. If you go back and play the original game, like, yeah, it was the the kid with the little, like, the Mario, the, the, the... you know, the little figures playing against each other. And now that's actually what you can do. You take them, you swipe them into the system and they fight. Here's my concern. And I couldn't find anywhere that this was ever addressed. So this could be just me being wildly paranoid, but they've announced like 80 million characters for smash brothers at this point. They keep announcing them. We just got what Palutena and, uh, and Pac-Man added. Yeah. There are so many playable characters. Like, and I know some of them are like, like half of them are going to have to be locked in the game, but I'm I'm almost thinking like they can't all be in the game. Like it's too many. They've got too many characters in the game. So what if all these characters are playable, but you have to buy the amiibo? Like technically, yes, Palutena is playable in the game, but she's not actually in the game. You have to buy the amiibo, and then you can put her in the game. I don't know because I mean, like people use the Mario amiibo. We all know Mario's in the yeah, game. There's there's going to be. There, I mean, there's going to have to be like a basic set number of characters in the game but for as many characters that they announced as many of they said in the game and i know this is just wild speculation on my part it's more wild concern on my part um but i as i said i haven't been able to verify this isn't true that's not to say that it is true but that i'm worried that you know like in order to get like you know like king day to day and on all the other ones like like you know outside of the basic whatever you know and and you know, outside the basic whatever, like you're gonna have to buy those characters, and they can do that because you can bring your Mies in. That sort of allows you, like, that's like, well, technically, everybody's in the game because you can just make a me to play them. Like, you just make a me for all the characters that you want to put in there, and then, you know, it's like, but if you really want the characters, you gotta buy the amiibo. I, I, I don't think they do that, but I don't know, and I, until I can get confirmation, I'm, I'm worried. But otherwise, it looks amazing. Then- when you go to sleep tonight, you're going to cry yourself to sleep, Nick, because you know you're wrong. I do that every night. You, you know you're wrong, <laughs> and you, you, you're spreading these these foul mistruths about Nintendo. I don't know. They don't deserve it. You know Nintendo doesn't, they don't beat around the bush like that. I would hope like they, they would say something. Oh. I think the thing about the Amiibos is that you can now take your characters, like, if you swipe in an Amiibo, the Amiibos can receive uh, information from the game, too. And so now you can take your Amiibo, but, oh, yeah, okay, so you, I can't beat you with Mario on like the Mario you have, but wait, I have my Mario, and you put it on the controller, and now you can have the data 
from your Mario. That's that's great. I and I love the system, but I'm just thinking like if you have a small kid that likes to play Smash Brothers, like you just know he's going to go to his friend's house. They're both going to have the Link figure. They're going to get it mixed up. Now I've got the wrong Link figure. Or even worse, it's like, "Oh, I lost my Link figure. Well, we'll just go buy you a new one." But it's not the same because all my stuff, my you know, my status was on there and it's that's gone. That's that kid's problem. I know, but you have to deal with that as a parent. <laughs> do you? Well, not yet, but <laughs> I'll just say like, "No, do you?" Like, "Hey kid, tough luck." Thinking long you know term. what I'm saying? Like, if I had a toy, right, that my mom bought me, and I broke the toy, I'd be like, oh, well, you broke the toy. Yeah, but the kid's still going to be lost the, You broke the toy? You lost the toy? I was a kid while that was happening. <laughs> you think I came out of the womb like this? <laughs> like, actually, just... yeah, actually, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just, just came out kicking ass. I just came out. Like, I, I, was, I just came out this way. That would have been a terrible birth for my mother. You, you were, <laughs> I figured you were playing games in the womb. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I don't think I don't think that's a problem. I think you're I, drawing, I think I, you're I, grasping at straws. I might be. There. I might be. And uh, no, and I'll admit I I don't think it's likely. But like I said, I just couldn't find anywhere that like that was addressed either way. And I'm just concerned. That's all. Well, cause that's because you're the only person asking the question. That's probably true. Because nobody, <laughs> everybody else is like they're not going to do that. Yeah, you're the only person asking the question. Now, I do know Amiibos are going to work in Smash Brothers. They're also going to work in Mario Kart soon. Yes. And I, I really hope the Luigi Amiibo has the death stare. <laughs> did, did you see when they talked about Mario Kart? What was the one yeah, thing they showed? Yeah, they, they showed the, the death, death stare. stare. That's, that's the one thing they that showed because awesome. everybody loves it. Uh, but yeah, your Mies can be three different classes. You can be a brawler, which is hand-to-hand combat, a sword fighter, which obviously is a sword, and a gunner, which has like a Samus-type arm cannon. He says, a mysterious arm cannon. I'm like, dude, it's Samus's arm cannon. Come on now, though. <laughs> Ain't shit mysterious about it. It shoots different things. It's kind of like Mega Man's arm cannon in that regard. So, but, um, yeah, they showed uh, a lot of Smash Brothers. A yeah. lot of Smash Brothers with the customizable moves. I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm going to buy a Wii U because of that. That and Mario Kart. Plus all the stuff that they showed. Um... Yoshi's Woolly World that looked interesting to me. That, that you know, because the, the, they were talking about the yarn and they showed Yoshi's Woolly World, and that to me felt a little bit like they've got like Little Big Planet three envy. Like they're like we, we like like I think they feel like Little Big Planet would have been perfect on their system, and they're like, well, this is how we're gonna have to get that. Is like well, no, because Nintendo took it, they kicked it up a notch with Epic with the Kirby's Epic Yarn, yeah, and with the Woolly World, you actually interact with the world. Oh yeah, the world is made out of wool, and that's why Nintendo is the fucking king. Yes, <laughs> because they're like their games bring you new experiences. Yeah, it was. I mean, and then that's the. I mean, that was the weird thing, like watching it, like. I've seen this type of gameplay before. Like, I've seen the other Yoshi games. I've seen the other Kirby games. I know how this all moves, how this all works. But you're seeing it replicated in, like, yarn. Like, it's being played out on, like, a board in front of you. Like, with actual real-world materials. And it's it's trippy. <laughs> yeah. It looked pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I didn't like the way they faked, like, they made those Yoshi things. Like, they crocheted that shit together. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. No, you didn't. It's, it's you don't a- have those skills. <laughs> Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know. They, they probably. I don't think that was their first attempt. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Like the yeah. way, the way, just the way Nintendo talks about games. Like you know, other developers talk about games when they're making it. Like, yeah, we put our heart and soul into this and blah blah. blah. But when Nintendo talks about the games they make and how they feel about it and their process, I'm like, they meant that shit. Well, teardrop. Even, teardrop. Even when they were when they were when they were announcing Splatoon, they had the guys that made that, and they were saying like, "We came up with the idea 
and then like fit the game around the idea. Like, yeah, they said, like, they, they, said, they, said they made the characters based around the idea as opposed yeah. to making the idea around the character. Yeah. Like they, like they've got a procedure as far as how they do stuff that it just, it just works. Yeah. Well, Nintendo's all about quality. And that's the thing that a lot, every time somebody doom says Nintendo's like, Oh, Nintendo's on their last leg. It's like, dude, they had, dude. They didn't even release a 3D Mario. They haven't talked about a 3D Mario yet. How insane is that? You know, I thought that was gonna be their saving grace. Like this year, they're gonna have Smash Brothers. That I was wrong about that. They were gonna have Smash Brothers. They're gonna have Mario Kart, and they were gonna talk about 3D Mario. Seal the deal. Slam dunk. And they didn't even talk about 3D Mario. They no. They're holding it back. They're holding it back. <laughs> Because you know it's coming. That's their Trump card. That's that that that'll be next year. That's their final form. Yes, <laughs> that's no. their final form. No, they 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 feel like playing like one of those classes. Like I'm thinking in Hearthstone, like playing up against like a paladin. But like in one of those games where it's like you beat up on somebody, you get them down to low health, and all of a sudden they're just like, "Fuck you! I got all this healing and shit. And now I'm just gonna heal myself up and kick your ass." Yeah. Like, that's like Nintendo. <laughs> like they got down, they got down to like two health, and then they boom, just heal themselves up and just beat the shit out of you. Almost every game I saw I was interested in. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles, Hyrule Warriors, yes, um, Bayonetta two, like with the original Bayonetta, with the original Bayonetta, yeah, with a Link in a Samus costume. <laughs> yes, that... Hyrule Warriors like was something that I wasn't all that interested until I saw it actually in play. I'm like, yo, that's it looks cool. amazing. And then it you've does. got, and what's amazing too is they got all the other characters. You can play as Midna. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, it, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. It looks like claymation. Yes, I was like, "That's awesome." Yes, and that's why that's why Nintendo doesn't feel the need to have the latest graphics. No, that that's what I thought was amazing. Was I mean, as much as we slagged them for like being like, "Oh, well, like the Wii U, like you know, like technically being like a last last gen console," like because they're basically like behind a year. But looking at all the amazing games now, it's like. We could have had all these wow, like, oh, my God, these games look amazing, like, last generation, technically, with the technology that they had. Yeah. But they didn't need it. The Wii was a success with the graphics that it had, and they held off a generation, and now they're amazing us. Yeah. And because they're still a generation behind, we know that next time when we go through this cycle, the graphics are going to look even more amazing. Like they, I know. They, they're fine where they are. Because, I mean, oh, my, like, when they showed that Zelda game, holy shit, that was amazing. I know, and that's all cel-shaded. I know. That looked great. I was like, oh, that was like that was like the um wind waker link all grown up yes it was dude it looked incredible like oh. zelda like if there if there was a if it was a deal sealer that was it did you hear that there's speculation that link's actually a girl there there is the, yeah i guess like based on the trailer there were some people saying like wait is link actually a girl in there and it, then uh i want to say anuma was saying like saying like it's not clear who link is in that trailer and we're not saying anything yet like he just basically kind of like put put fuel on the fire there like <laughs> you know like there's there's speculation that maybe he's that's actually a young ganondorf like that's a young ganondorf that's what they said that's what they said i don't know it's probably just link everybody's getting excited but no that I looked amazing i mean i could see it being a girl maybe yeah but a young Ganondorf? I don't. I can't. See I don't that. know. That I, yeah, that I didn't really get. But I'm just saying that there's speculation. But no, that that's why. I mean, and even then, like uh, as far as the gameplay for Splatoon, like it just like a like. I mean, that looked like one of the old. Uh, there's a Mario Kart or a Mario Party mini game where you run around like you have to like stamp out 
and get as much color as you can. It's like they took that and like they expanded that to a full on like a shooter that's not really a shooter. Like you don't shoot the other player, you shoot the environment. Like I thought that looked fun. Yeah, that game looked really fun. Hopefully Nintendo's network is good enough to host multiplayer matches. Yeah. Or at least the matchmaking is good. Because that looked a lot of fun. And on top of that, it's a shooter game that's not violent. Yes. That was totally fits Nintendo. That was the other thing that I thought about too, is like I don't really remember too many like people getting like killed in like Nintendo's You can uh, hurt them with the, you can hurt them with the ink, but you you're not killing anybody. Like you can spray yeah. them and like it, it kinda hurts them and like uh makes them move slowly. Yeah. No, but, but like the goal is to just ink everything up. That's no, the but goal. I, but I'm talking like the entire presentation that Nintendo did. Like I don't remember too much like person on person violence, if any at all. Like whereas like you look at like you know like like Sony and Microsoft and I think you know like the the, the severed heads, the impaled bodies, like you know all that stuff. Like you know there was like violence upon violence, and Nintendo was like it was like PG, and I'm like you know like it was nice, it was refreshing. I, it's what Nintendo does. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Nintendo did a great job. But Splatoon, I thought that was a really, that was a cool game. I was like, wow, I really wish this game was on PC. Yeah. You know, especially how you, you know, you, well, one thing I thought was cool is that you can instantaneously go to your allies. Yes. You can, you can rock it over to them. Yeah. And how, like, you swim as a squid through, through your the color. own colors. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That was, no, that was cool. Yeah. Um, the way they had to develop, they, that was great. The way they had the developers actually talking about the games they were making. That was really, really cool. And like a game like Splatoon is what we need for major consoles. Mm-hmm. You know, we we need that. I saw the the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire remakes. I wasn't interested at first. I was kind of like, ah, whatever. But then I saw it. I was like, yeah, definitely getting that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, yep, they got me. That, yep, definitely getting it. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else? Should they show Mario Maker? That should... actually, I mean, that looked cool. I that that left me a little flat. But I yeah, just think it's not, it's not my cup of tea. For, that's a very that's for that's a very, for a very specific subset of people. Again, that that's I think the little big planet envy, where it's like, yeah. look, you know, like little big planet, you make all your own stages. Well, here's that with Mario. Yeah, maybe. I did like how you could toggle between the old school eight bit graphics and then the, yeah. and like the 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 updated modern graphics. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, but, that, that was cool. Um, what else is there? Oh, the Captain Toad. That looks fun. Yeah, Captain Toad looks pretty cool. It looks fun. I was like, oh, they're giving Toad his own game. What did that? You. Good for you. That so. rem- that reminded me of some other game, and I can't remember what game it was. But it it looked good though. It looked good. Yeah, it did. I was very very pleased with it when I saw it. So Nintendo has a bunch of stuff. Like every game I saw on the Nintendo conference, I would buy. And I've always already said, I, like, the Mario Kart and Smash Brothers with the system solves for me, and everything else in there will help me fill up my collection. So I'm looking forward to it. The only thing I need is some WaveBird controllers. That's all I need. You don't have yours still? No. Actually, I have to see. I have to go look at I have to look in storage, but I don't think I have it anymore. I'm pretty sure I kept one or two because I, I figured this day would come. <laughs> oh yeah, you figured this day would come. No, I had him with my Wii. That's all. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. So yeah, yeah, but th- that's all the conferences. Oh, there was one other thing um, that Nintendo did. It was after 
their conference, but they had like a private media session, no video or pictures allowed. But the people that did Advanced Wars are uh, doing a game for the DS, or the 3DS called Operation Steam, and it's uh, it's like a steampunk kind of like it's a first person, uh, like a tactical strategy game. Right. Um, it's set in like a Victorian like alternate alternate uh, history timeline. Um, and it's all, it's steampunk and like basically like you play as this team and you've got these like steam weapons, which is where the, the whole steam theme comes into play. Um, but you get to go and, uh, you like move around the environment, um, and you get to work as a unit because like, again, you got the whole like fog of war aspect where you can't see what it is. Yeah. Um, from what it sounded like, it sounded a bit like first person XCOM, but done like in a, in a cartoonish kind of style. And so uh, that'll be coming out for the 3DS. So that was like their their big like post uh, presentation announcement. That's cool. Yeah, uh, this E3 was the best E3 in years. Yes, years. Like I mean, tons of interesting stuff coming from all the places. This is what we need. This is great for gaming. You know? Yes. No. This this was. This was a positive E3. I don't know if it was the best E3 because Microsoft last year was so terrible. It was hilarious. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, I... it was, it, but it was enjoyable, but for all the wrong reasons. Like this year, I think everybody was more or less solid. I mean, you know, we had a lot of, I guess, like you said, like hopes and dreams from, from EA and Ubisoft was, you know, Ubisoft. But uh, no, I think it's at least for the big three, for the big three, like they, they, they all came out and they kind of, you know, like Microsoft did like, okay, we're going to come back and hit you with the games. Nintendo was like, we're going to ha- come back and hit you with your RIP. And Sony was like, we're just going to sit here and, and enjoy our lead. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, not screw did. it up. That's what's important. Nobody screwed it up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm kidding. This, this next year is going to be good for us. Yes. This next year is going to be good for gaming. If you have, the major publishers coming out with stuff, the major consoles coming out with stuff, and on top of that, indie still pumping out the way they do. This is a good thing. Yes. So looking forward to it. This lasted a lot longer than I expected to, but I should have expected it to last longer because all of our E3 podcasts last a long time. Yeah. So. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. So, but um, nothing coming out soon. Or you know, next week because you know, it's just that time of year. Uh, I wonder if Microsoft is going to have Summer Arcade because I haven't heard anything about it. I don't think so. <laughs> Some of Arcade's been declining like big time. Yeah, the last I think they years. they're well. I think they're focused more on kind of giving rewards for the uh, with the gold membership. Yeah. So, uh, well, next week we'll get back on track with Entw- you know, Entwined came out for the PlayStation Four. Entwined. Oh yeah, that game with the birds. Yeah, which was weird. Yeah, it was. Stream was fucking up big time while that was on too, so I really didn't get. It. I have no idea what the concept of that game is. Like, what you it, know? it's like a you, you like you use each of the sticks to control one of the birds, and you're kind of moving around like together. And it looked kind of like um like a tunnel, like a tunnel game, like you're going through a tunnel kind of, and you got to move around to dodge and get items and stuff. Oh. Yeah, I'll, it's pretty. I'll pass. I'll pass. Um, but yeah, um, I guess we're done then for now. Yeah, we're done for a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a lot. I, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna try to get this podcast out on time. I'm not sure if I'll be able to though. We'll see. Uh, but all right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, um, 
You can catch us on soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons. We are on iTunes for your Android. Also, not for your Android device, but for your, uh, you know, you can subscribe to that. and Just catch us on sound, I, iTunes every week. Uh, we are on Stitcher Smart Radio for Android and iOS devices for streaming or download. We are on twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and uh, youtube.com slash mash those buttons. So, and actually, we should have an announcement coming up soon about a show that we're bringing back. So, <laughs> we will talk about that soon, hopefully. Yes. We'll see. Yes. But uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we hope you guys had a good E3 from wherever you are, whether you went or you're just paying attention to the news. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with Joel Couture, unless he ditches us again. Yep. Yeah. Have a uh, have a great year, everybody. We'll uh, we'll, we'll be back next E3. Yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be, be back, back next, next week, week too. But... Also next E3. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good one.